Hey everybody, happy Friday and welcome to another edition of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. <laughs> Almost such Creative Writing Edition. The co-host and I are going to be in the studio tonight just blabbing and yapping on about uh, all things motorcycle. So kick back, enjoy the ride, and uh, we'll have some current events coming up at the end of the show. All right, we're hot, we're rolling. Let's just get into this, baby. This is uh, episode, according to your notes, 119. No, according to my notes, 120. 120, 119 God. is crossed out. Yeah. It's because I wasn't here last week. Yeah, you weren't. We, we really missed you, and Diggs did a pretty good jost, jost, a pretty good job of sitting in good. for wigs. Yeah. Good. I, it's probably good he doesn't live close enough or he'd be taking my job that doesn't pay anything. <laughs> I know. Speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of taxes and all the stuff we were just yabbing about off air. Yeah. Um, I would like to give a big shout out to those guys. Thanks a lot to Atlantis. They pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys that pay taxes, you're where it's at. Um, yeah. I, I plan on heading heading down there again. I know you're going to dig it when we finally go back. And uh, it was really fun and it was really cool. And they had a monster that looked a lot like yours, but it wasn't the thousand. It was like the six ninety five or whatever. They made it eight hundred, just like mine. Yeah, this was the but six something. Remember those little six hundred monsters they yeah, had too. Yeah. It was one of those, and uh, but the body almost looked exactly the same as yours. Like it's so crazy, and I was like, except it was. Uh, well, that's kind of the rad thing about them is like all of them are pretty well exactly the same. Yeah, just and the then motors. like all the motor mounts. Even if you got like the full fairing, like what was out then the two thousand seven. That was after the nine nine nine. That was the first Panigales. Mm, you got me. I'm not like a Ducati or a fan. 1099, I maybe? love the Ducatis when I would see them, but I was never like yeah, an aficionado. I, I don't either. I we just, will be by the end of this year because I have a goal for this year that I'll tell you about. In you're going to buy a Ducati? I'm going to buy a Ducati. And when I do that, I'm going to have to learn every single thing about it. So, <laughs> But yes, thanks to Atlantis for uh, having having us there. And that place was so rad. And the stories just never end. Like they had so many goddamn. Crazy story. It's, it is the vortex. So we'll we'll we shall travel, my friend. It's probably back. good I didn't go. Yeah, we'll travel back to the vortex and see if we can get a homeless guy to push a bike up to us uh, while we're down there. Um, I also want to thank um, Guillermo from Rider Share for coming out. Have you posted your bike on Rider Share? I did. I have it on. I have both of them on Rider Share and Twisted Road. Mm-hmm. And I just I actually pulled the Ducati all the way out of the garage and took some better photos today with mm-hmm. regular bars. Mm. So that way I have photos of it instead of just track mode. What um, And then I put it back in track mode right after photos. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you and I were talking about before that you should put some clip-ons on it, but also just put like the regular bars that came on it, and that way they have the choice of which yeah. ones to hold on to. <laughs> um, what was the easier platform to list on? Uh, probably Twisted Road, mostly because this. When I put in my address... It didn't come up, and I may have found on out Twisted Road or on on uh, Rider Share. Share. Okay, um, I maybe because I wasn't spacing out Grandview for my street because I was on Google Maps looking up mileage for some stuff, and it wasn't fine. It was Grand Space View, hmm. 
And I'm like, I thought it was Google. That's not how it's spelled on the sign, right? But so Google Maps wasn't doing it. And then it, like when I would do Grand, it like it had a space. And I was like, hmm. that's weird. So I'm thinking maybe Rideshare was doing the same. Yeah. So now. Yeah, I, they probably use a, a program to just go out and like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now I need to look at the sign and see it might be. Hmm. So, but whatever. Um, but both of them were honestly pretty simple. Um I could never list on there because, well, now I live at a house. Your wife's like a novelty, actually. It's like, yeah. But I was going to say, before I lived at a dumpster, I was doing the <laughs> show. I was stealing power to get the show out every week and, and Wi Fi. So I could have never have done it. But now I can. Yeah. But yeah, my, my bike would be a novelty. It'd be like, come ride this dumb clown bike that may or may not start because yeah. hashtag battery problems. And then they call you up like, we're yeah. stuck. We <laughs> flooded it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from, yeah, from Barona, it like, uh, speaking of, weird. I keep saying twisted throttles. I meant twisted road, but yeah, for twisted throttles. Yeah. If I, if you don't warm that thing up at when it's cold, a little bit cooler out. Yeah. There is not like an idle circuit like there is on a no. more modern bike. It's like you got to get that thing up to temp or it will straight up stall. Um, plus I had, I forget, I had rebuilt the carb and I think I had the float too high or something. So it was like mm-hmm. just you would park it on a hill and it would start to rev up because all the fuel is like pouring down <laughs> the freaking throat. So, uh, so yeah, rider share, thank you. And thanks Guillermo for coming on. Also, thanks to Build Moto. Um, go check them out, buildmoto.com. Narissa, not only a Miltaco y rivet, but a uh, Buildmoto uh, legend and champion. And um, they've done some pretty cool stuff. Actually, I think at her work, too. Uh, she, I think she did a little cafe racer sportster. Well, she's at Factory Harley, right? She works at Harley, and I think they might have had a build off. Did you see that sportster on her Instagram, that 1200 when it first I came did. out? I did. Like a sweet cafe, but I of it? don't. That was like at a dealer, so I think maybe it was a dealer build off. Yeah. I think the build off was between some dealers. Might have been. And I think she just like worked with one of the dealers. Maybe, but I think she's a factory HD employee. She is. Yeah, she's okay. uh, does a bunch of cool stuff there. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but yeah. What's she her works. name again? <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Oh. Marissa. Uh, I don't even think I was that. Narcissa. Good. Oh, really? Were you like Karen? Uh, <laughs> is your name Stacy? No, you look I was, like a Stacy. I was just. Yeah, having a good time and on, yeah, I was being a hooligan. Wiggs looks at pictures of birthday cakes and doesn't remember people's names. So just get used to it, folks. Yeah, <laughs> did you listen to last week's show? Uh, not yet. <laughs> okay, so you do, you didn't get that reference. Okay, so yeah, thanks to Build Moto, and uh, I checked it out. I checked out all the teams actually after I talked to her, and I thought it was, it was super cool. Watch just looking at all those kids building bikes from basically nothing, you know, from parts. So and chopping all sorts of stuff off. So that and we need to. This is on my notes. I didn't put this on your notes, I think. I might have accidentally left this out. Accidentally. We need to get down with our bike challenge punishments. But there needs to be like a a, uh, statute of limitations. Well, now it's like even. Uh, It is. But mine happened so long ago, I don't even know if we can... uh, I think your punishment should be... I mean, it has to be under 100 bucks, And it has to be bike related. Hmm. And I think... This show, you should talk like Yoda. <laughs> I don't watch enough Star Wars. <laughs> Damn it. Well, there goes my idea. I can talk like Ricky Bobby. I think that's it. Though. You, you should talk like Ricky Bobby this, at least for 10 minutes of this episode. So will see how it goes. Yeah, I was trying to, I was no, trying to figure out. no beer in here. Yeah, that's true. I, I think I drank the last one in the house today, too. So, damn it. Um, let's get on with my uh, the actually scheduled programming today, and let's talk some some updates. We talked a couple weeks ago uh, about the veggie plate. 
I yeah. finally saw the video and I actually reposted it because yeah, I saw that. Damn, that sucked. You were going for the inside of that guy, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you can see it. Like, luckily, when the video slowed down, you can see the bike spin. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Like, well, it wasn't crazy, <laughs> and I didn't know you went flying like that too. You like, it almost looked like you actually came to a dead stop and you oh, yeah. flew over the bar. When you watch the video in slow mo, the bike almost stopped. Yeah, and yeah, it, it tossed me, and then it kind of slowly fell over. Yeah, it's like, oh man. So you're sitting in here tonight. <laughs> I just noticed that you have your watch on your cast. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I I didn't have a watch and it was driving me nuts. So I'm like, whatever, I'll put it on my right wrist. And then I was like trying to use a mouse and then write with it and I was like, no, this, sucks. this ain't gonna work. So I just put it over the cast. <laughs> it's like my uh cheap ass like Dude, Casio. That digital. is so right. When I like hit it on shit. But it's yeah, I kind of I'm stoked on it now. I'm well, because it's the it. same color, it blends in too. So I just now noticed it. That is yeah, the funniest yeah. shit. That'd be even funnier if you like screwed it to, <laughs> to the cast. <laughs> when I first got the cast, I like I put on my nice watch over it, and I was like, I couldn't get used to it. Yeah, even though like I can't feel it, but I just couldn't yeah get used yeah to it. yeah. And then well, also I, having to like look at your watch like this instead of just like turn your wrist. You know, yeah, like, I got to turn my whole yeah right turn now. your hand up. But I, I felt weird without it. Yeah. Hopefully it's not broken. I got a CT scan tomorrow. Okay, cool. I know. I've never seen you without a watch, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is it, – it, it, we talked about how your knee stung a little bit, which could kind of be anything. That could be a crack, too, it or something. It came back – well, at least from x-ray, it came back good. It's still like yeah. – yeah, it still um, stings a little. That's so weird. It's fine to walk on. It was just bruised, man. I And I like – I was feeling it and I was like, did I like chip a bone or something? Yeah. So I don't know. I was going to say, I, I've had stingy after I've hit tendons you, yeah. and you might've banged your tendon. Cause I mean, the tendons yeah. are basically what just holds your muscles all to the, and you probably banged a tendon. Yeah. But my, so, sometimes which that is stings. partially from the dirt, but my air cleaner was toasted. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Shit. So I don't know what all I hit, but. Oh, it, right. Yeah. Your leg probably flew over the. Yeah, smacked I mean, the, everything. The right side air cleaner yeah. is like right; it sticks out. So. <laughs> you blew it off. <laughs> I wanted to try a ninety out anyway, so I'm gonna put a ninety on it, which are kind of ugly, but they make better power, and they're out of the way. Of like that, the heavy breather, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? This that reminds me of all the things that old dude was checking for at Tech at Twisted Throttles on my bike. Of all things, I took the headlight off. I took everything off. And he was looking at the number plate because it's metal and I had just – it was nice. I had like oh, rolled yeah. the edge. But then I was like I had done something to it. I think it, it came back like a fairing more and I had cut it off flat and just left the parts with the uh, turn signals bolt to. And he was looking at that part because there was like little metal edges and where it had it at one time looked beautiful, right? And he's looking at that, and I'm like, why is he even looking at that? It's way out in front of me. Yeah. And I'll be damned, when I fell, my arm, my hand hurt for like a week afterwards, and I couldn't figure it out. And I came and looked at my bike, and the front's bent. My hand slipped off the bar and punched the backside of the plate. And so that old guy looking at that shit mm-hmm. now makes sense. I was like, he must, he's probably seen everything like that shit. Like, your yeah. knee hurts. Why does my knee hurt? Hey, why is my air filter missing? Like, yeah, you hit weird yeah. shit when you crash. You never know what's going to happen. It, you know, I'm still working on a front wheel, but luckily sponsors. And uh, I already ordered a set of forks. Yeah, so, you ordered a set. Yeah, I just got on eBay and found a set of the Art. same. Just because I wanted to use the axle that I have, I uh, got the same forks. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I don't think your wheel is going to bang back into shape. Uh, I don't know. My dad was like, "You can make a Bach," and I'm like, "What about a soft hammer?" And he's like, "No, 
But I'm like, I don't see why a soft hammer wouldn't do it. At least get it close. Like as long as it holds air, yeah. I could put a rear hub on it and then like milestone chews up tires. So I could just have a beat ass tire on it for milestone. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with aluminum is that even Yeah, it doesn't do yeah. that well. But it, it's a forge which helps. It's not a cast. Yeah. But it no, for sure. It's luckily I have wheel sponsors. Shout out to Lindel Bricks. Yeah, sweet. I know I've seen some cool pairs up on I seen I think uh Baber was like the same wheels that you put he was <laughs> no he's got too. different ones oh, okay it might be what i put on because so the wheels They're black I, lindles yeah, yeah. But the wheels that i have are like ones that i designed and when i did them they weren't technically lindles although i think they might be his design now i don't know how what else going on but anyway so he's got like two official designs in western power sports mm. and so i might have to run one of those even though i didn't design those two so I'm like, ah, but it's also like, they they look good and I don't really care that much. Yeah. But yeah, so I hooked him up with Baber and uh, Baber called me and he's like, hey, do you have like contact for Lindell? He's like, I want to send him all my stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, cool. Like, I don't know. And then Lindell's like, yeah, I'm going to hook him up with wheels and everything. And I was like, damn you, dude. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and he's like, you're all, I just rode straight T-bone. <laughs> well, this was before. Like, oh, this, okay, okay. So Lindell's like, oh, I guess I should. He's like, I should, why do you make me be so nice to those guys? I'm like, well, that's cool, but be nice to me too. I mean, he's, I say that, like, Paul's always been super good to me, but I'm like, dude, I want, because I think he's, like, giving him two sets of wheels maybe, and I'm like, I want two sets of wheels. Yeah. Hook me up, bro. The other guy we're trying to hook up and Lindell's working with, but um, it's not, like, he can't just throw street stuff on. It's got to be race, whatever, um, as Carver. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So oh, yeah, cool. yeah. So he needs, like, legit, spe- like, conforms to the whatever yeah rules. and then he wants a heavy rear wheel and um they're trying to save weight anywhere they can that's not the outside of the wheel so i know Mies has been testing it but hasn't ran it yet um but they're working on a carbon rotor carbon pad setup holy cow so carver will hopefully get that bad boy too yeah but um that's pretty rad yeah and, and yeah. then uh so R six forks back to R six forks mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. And the aluminum, little known fact, even like cars and stuff that are ma- like a lot of BMWs and stuff have, actually like a lot of cars nowadays are using like all sorts of different stuff. And specifically, like you can't use certain fact uh, fasteners, and you can't even reuse certain panels, even if they yeah. don't look damaged, because the aluminum doesn't like. Yeah, Flex it's not like the same steel, as steel. Yeah. yeah, and and oddly enough, things are going to carbon fiber uh, because even cars and and because what you were talking about how it can reflex and reflex yeah. up until it crosses the threshold. So yeah, it's really interesting to to know that stuff. Carbon. When the first time I ever heard carbon wheels and carbon brake pads and stuff like that, I was tripping. Like I couldn't imagine all yeah. the stuff you can do with carbon fiber because to me it was just like fiberglass. Yeah. Then it's I, crazy. Yeah. And then you see it. I wonder like, too if my my frame is a little bit better geometry now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hit I hit hard. Yeah. You got it. It's like uh, hopefully it's shortened it up just hopefully a little just bit. Just a little bit. You know, <laughs> whatever. Sure. You're like my wheelbase is off. But trusty like rusty is still gonna be like trusty as ever. Yeah. Although I got to figure out a new paint job or just do the same. But I got a new tank coming because oh, um, I want to run a Makuni car, but I want to try it. And it, my right side petcock was hitting, so I had to buy a tank with a left side petcock. So I'm going to get it repainted, and I'm like, dude. Like, obviously, that bike, I think, is known for that paint job. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to get know. that. I also well, thought about going, like. With that new 1200 coming out, too, dude, that thing's, like, legit. 
Oh yeah, dude, they like ripped me off. No, yeah, they just went back to some AMF stuff, like yeah. Metallica. I um, I was thinking like a more like a brighter, like almost a neon orange, like my the same color like my helmet has on the side, oh. and but still doing like those stripes in it. Yeah, I'm like I wonder how it would look with different colors, but the same scheme. Yeah, I might just take it as smoky and be like, surprise me. Yeah. Like yeah, I want, I want these stripes, but surprise me. Yeah, he come back with like the golf colors, like orange with like the <laughs> blue and the like black. But it, like, like the bike's known for that AMF paint job. Yeah, though, so and it is pretty sweet, I have to say. And ironically, everyone's like cheering over the new AMF like throwback, and that's like the years where the old Harley dudes are like, they sucked. I would well, never it's have funny, an AMF. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I've never had an AMF Harley, but I that's everything I've heard is that's when they sucked and quality sucked and whatever. But at the same time, like, I don't know if it's AMF w- did cool shit or if it was just the 70s and it was cool shit. I was shit. gonna say, like, like there's a lot of shitty shit from everybody at that yeah, time. Yeah, that's also very true. So I think just the paint schemes that they had then were just badass and they're bringing yeah. them back. Like, Harley's, I've noticed it with like t shirts. Like, they did basically my exact paint job on a t shirt, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of the hats that the, the guys, like, that at least that I'm around with are all the like old retro. Yeah. You know, like logos and shit. So Harley's noticing that's what people are wanting. Like, you know, you buy a bike that looks 100 years old. <laughs> why not get a paint job that matches? <laughs> right. like, I was just actually reading a a blog. I think it was Biltwell's blog on the AMF year Harley's because I was wondering about it. And I was yeah. after you and I talked and I was like, yeah, Harley's had the longest continual ownership. And I was thinking about it, what you asked me even during AMF years. And I was like, well, that's the one time I don't technically no but amf more or less owned harley from the outside monetarily and i think the board of directors was still uh, i think so because i think it was the board that bought them back i'm I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure and and i think i think willie g was actually like willie g was on the board yeah and i think he was like one of the yeah and i think i'm guessing he had more money involved than anyone but you know, whatever. Yeah. So that was funny. And, and in that article, I saw the other rad Harley paint jobs, which was the Confederate flag, the Confederate model. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know they had that. Oh, like, I've never seen that. Yeah. It's a good read. If you go on Biltwell, I think they, think yeah, it was Biltwell. I, like what I was going to do with my XG that's sitting in my garage and not finished was do a different AMF, like black tank, red, white, and blue, like yeah. paint scheme, like just to keep it very similar, yeah. but different. You, but, like you should do the bowling, you know, because AMF was like American Metal Foundry, and they did the bowling lanes. You, like, yeah, they're still big v. for the bowling. Yeah, you should have that crazy V, like that says. I just wanted to do the stripes similar. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, it was Lowbrow Customs, not. Oh, it was Lowbrow's yeah, blog. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of all these uh, cool bikes and throwback bikes and and your bikes, uh, any new bikes? I mean, you're sharing. You you've got a couple bikes on list right now with the those couple different services. Are have you sold Dirty Diana yet? Uh, not yet, not yet. Um, I she's posted on Craigslist, offer up and let go. Mm-hmm. But I went to Glendale Harley this week and talked to them about sponsorship, and uh, I'll say there's no contract yet. And who'd you talk to over there? Daniel, the like main general manager, mm-hmm. and uh, so nothing's like set. You know, nothing. Um, but I talked to their social media guy today, and they're like, so everyone's super excited. They did hook me up with like three hundred dollars worth of free Harley gear. Wow! Like, dude, I got a rad hat. That's like speaking of retro, like Glendale across it, and the way they did it, it's like super seventies. Yeah, yeah. Like my rad hipster jean jacket. Nice. <laughs> um, is that is that HD? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I have to give it to Harley. Like, 
you know, so for years it was like, oh, look at this cool Harley jacket. Oh, look at the back. There's a three-foot-tall skull that says yeah, Harley yeah, yeah. around it. Dude, this says, like, it's got a little HD. Everyone's seeing it. And then it's got, like, a little leather patch. Oh, wow. That's it. Yeah. That super actually clean. looks pretty tight, too. Like, those right? pockets and, like, everything yeah, about that Yeah, it's, like, super hipster. Yeah. Um, it's not waxed cotton. You're good, dude. <laughs> so, well, if they would have had a wax cotton. Yeah. yeah so, right. um... But yeah, so they were, I think they're going to help me sell my bike Rad. and then they're going to help me find, I was really hoping for an 18 soft tail, but I think they're going to help me find a rubber mount sporty. Nice. Yeah. I have to, I have to say that Glendale is also one of the place where the Cretans, a lot of the Cretans go. Um, I know there's a lot of guys that still have their Buells and XR service there. I'm not hundred percent. The Cretans might do their own. Well, and one of the guys that works there. It's like super rockabilly, and he used to race. His name's Ernie. Shop. Yeah. yeah, Ernie. Yeah, yeah. And he's got there. He had some badass Buells. Like, yeah, they like kind of keep them there for him, and they're in the back. And yeah. they were uh, they were showing me that, and I was like, oh, really? yeah. He went, does some road racing. Yeah, I went there one time when they were firing one up, dude. And it, oh my god, it was just like uh, I forget. I'm not going to use this uh, Australian slang, but it was something like the pouch on a kangaroo or something like that. Tits on a pig. I don't know, but yeah, it was it was awesome, and. Uh, Amazingly, they're super Buell friendly because of him. I think you know what I'm saying. Like, because I, I maybe yeah, he's not in service, but I think dude, I saw him like wrenching on an FXR too. They had yeah. up, so I think they're like pretty Harley and Buell they're, friendly. Yeah, like, they're pretty cool, better I, than they have to be. But uh, you know, they were so far so good. They yeah. were, they were a cool little shop and yeah. a cool location. And it is. It's funny because when we when I went to Atlantis, they're talking. They have a lot of. They're in Silver Lake, so a lot of like the people. If you're familiar with LA, like Silver Lake's kind of like the the hipster hipstery, capital. yeah. But it's funny, I was just watching a show today from Vice about Silver Lake. It was about Sunset Boulevard, but one yeah. of the things they covered was Silver Lake yeah. and how shitty it was in the nineties. Oh, dude, for sure, like super, super hard. gang territory. Oh, yeah, and now it's like oh, pictures, and now it's worth like everything super. Expensive. Yeah, my friends own over in Echo Park, and I was like, dude, like dude, it's I, worth so much. I, I watched now. Colors. Like I would never have walked down here in like the late eighties or nineties. You would just get your f- head chopped off, and now it's like the houses there are like a million dollars for like a shit box. And I was like, what? So yeah, it's that yeah. whole area is crazy. But yeah, Silver Lake and Rampart and all that shit is just like so hipster now and it's so funny because atlantis was kind of like that vortexy like rad the style of bikes they worked on were like kind of cool hipstery yeah glendale on the other hand is super rock and roll like my i had a buddy that used to work there and i would go there and like fucking barry from storage wars would come in and like yeah tip him with a bottle of like 300 dollars jack daniels yeah well and I mean, doing the love ride, he said, like, Dave Grohl wants to start that back up. Like, yeah, Jay Leno showed me photos of it. Like, dude, they would, like, it was like four blocks of just like tight packed bikes when they weren't even riding. Like, yeah, insane. Uh, the freeway, because I I went there one time when they were doing it, and yeah, not only was that the around it crazy, but getting on the freeway, they, they had lanes blocked off. Oh, wow, because there was like. A thousand Harleys merging, you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was nuts, and this—that's the year like Jay Leno did it, and um, yeah, it's they crazy. have a lot of like. I mean, that's their customer base is Hollywood, mm-hmm. LA, Glendale. That's like, what I was gonna say. They're like the rock and roll store. Yeah. There. So I, don't, I mean, I'm producers. sure. Yeah, dude, I'm sure. Like they get some big crazy names. Yeah. Then, and I'm like, yeah. Cool. 
I don't know if I would Barry, I could drop the name because I think he doesn't go there all the time, but there's some other regulars that are like in the industry and you're like, holy crap, dude. Like yeah. I didn't even know you ride, but now your bike's here. And yeah. they did they did all the they did all the stuff for the Sons of Anarchy. Like they did mm. all the servicing and all the stuff there and did, taught him how to ride and stuff and laughed when Jax would fall over and <laughs> shit like that. Like he crashed his bike. He would tell me all about it. Like hey, nice. he came in today, he they dropped it on the set a couple times. <laughs> and um but yeah that's from what I heard too, the owner of Glendale this is totally unsubstantiated hearsay, but the owner has like snowmobiles it, it you know how like AMF, harley snowmobiles yeah yeah, cause yeah. It, cause it, cause i didn't it, see those but i would they're like in a secret storage somewhere but we be, went i went to a couple of the other buildings next door and mm-hmm. saw like a bunch of old like a 1907 or 1910 harley chilling they had an xr on the showroom yeah lifted up on it yeah but if harley made it and especially amf so i think he's got a motorhome an AMF motorhome that says it's a, it's a Harley motorhome. I think he's got like Harley snowmobiles. Um, he's got like a Serva car or something. Like if Harley made it, he's got it. So the owner of that isn't just like um, sales guy. He's I think the owner is also super into the yeah, brand yeah. and the history. Yeah. So uh, you know, way before this is way before I had a podcaster. I would have said, "Hey, can you hook me up with the guy?" And now Ernie's like really the only guy I know there, and I haven't talked to him in yeah, yeah. like five years so uh one of these days we'll have to track down the owner and see if he'll tell us like well, if, what he's got if i keep working with him yeah like i mean <laughs> like i said they were they were cool and the social media guy wants to work with me too and and you know so i i see good things i never talk yeah see those are the guys i, n- I never talk to because yeah. my line of work is like not that side yeah. of their business and i'm not against like you know laid law is like oh we need to talk to the owners and I'm like, okay, but I don't really hear back. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm not trying to like step on anyone's toes. Like, it's hard because I'd love to be able to like represent everyone, but I'm like, I know I can't. And like, I, you know, I get the feeling like I go in and these guys are like, yeah, we want to work with you. And then they feel like I'm going to work with them. And I'm like, I kind of told some of them straight up, I'm like, look, I'm going to go to other dealers and talk to other dealers. And I have to look for like who's going to hook me up the best. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, part of it, like this sounds snobby, but part of it, the hooligan right now, I'm like, I'm at the level that it's like, you're not going to give me a set of free tires and expect me to rep your dealer. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's more that can be done. And I'm not saying that it has to be monetary, but I am saying that it's not like there's other dealers that, you know, it's not like you're the only one and it's, so and, and there's some like Bartels that used to full on I think dude, drag race and shit. Dude, like, they used to have XR7. They had a full on flat track team. Like they started right. a new Instagram Bartels Racing, and they like sent me some photos of like because I commented on one of them about like Springsteen. Oh, they had a hooligan bike or not a hooligan bike. They had an old 883R, and then they had like their XR, and I like commented on it, and they sent me some stuff. And like the lady's like, "Yeah, you know, keep us posted throughout the year with some of your results." And I'm like. I'm trying to like get a sponsorship from the team from the the shop in the area that's been deeper in the flat track than anyone. Yeah. Like I knew your name in Indiana. Like Bartels yeah. is huge. Yeah, they had an XR 1200 team. They had 883R team. They had pro flat track XR 750 team. Like mm-hmm. they've always been deep into racing. And they were like, "Yeah, that's cool." Uh, and and then the owner's in there telling me, "He's like, yeah, he's like, I wanted to, I, I was going to build a hooligan bike, and he's like, we're going to put it in a frame." And I'm like, "Oh, it's got to be a stock frame." And he's like, "Oh, that's good to know." And he's telling me that they were sitting there thinking about building the bike. Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, so I'm coming to you, like one of the OG guys, still one of the more competitive guys, like <laughs> hey, getting ready to go hey, to dude. X Games and shit like that." <laughs> And you're going to tell me there's no money for anything right after you tell me that you have money to build a bike? 
like, then fucking build me a bike. Like you yeah. guys are Bartels. Like, go. dude, he knew so many like crazy secrets, but not well, secrets, but just like when they had to eight, eight, three, our team, like, he's like, Hey, he's like lighten your crank three pounds. He's like, you have a 19 pound crank. He's like, it needs to be 16. He's like, that's the ideal. He's like, take your, uh, forks off or take your bike to a frame shop. He goes, have the head tube pushed in two degrees, just two. He's like, not cut. They can just bend it a little. And I'm like, you dirty fuck. Yeah. But I mean, to me, that part's also rad. Like he knows how to not yeah. cheat, but cheat in a lot of, and actually yeah. technically, yeah, you're not, bag, you're not cheating. cutting and welding the frame, but it's not stock either. And our rules Crash it a couple stock. times. Crash it a couple times. I already did. It might be, mine's probably a one degree. There you go. No, I don't know. Cra- yeah. But I was just like, okay, like you guys are deep and you love it. Like I'm bringing you the, again, this sounds like snobby, but I'm like, dude, I'm bringing you like this OG hooligan guy. That's won a lot of shit and he's going to a lot of big races. Like let's fucking work together. Yeah. And they were like, it, Hey, yeah, it almost, uh, it, it doesn't. Well. And I'm like, you know, and Glendale's like, we don't have, they actually had an 883R that never been raced. They built the whole bike up and it was chilling in there fucking yeah. brand new. And I was like, damn. But it was like, Probably like yeah, so like eight, eight years old though, right? Like brand new. But yeah, it was old. from when they used to run the eight eight three R's. Like it just it was like sitting up there. And but I'm like you know, so this is one with less racing heritage. I'm not going to say none, but definitely less. Like less not. But they wanted to work and they wanted to do something. Yeah. And they were like, okay, let's like like I said, he hooked me up with a bunch of gear, which is not a contract, <laughs> you know. And I'm not even saying like like if he was like, hey, here's a 2018 soft tail, like. I'm, I don't need to sign a contract and I'm still going to be loyal to you for the amount of years that we agree on, whether it's yeah. one or two or whatever. Like if you're going to hook me up with a brand new bike, yeah. but, and if you're going to hook me up with the sporty that I'm looking for, like it'll be a year or two, but I would still be loyal. Like whether I had a physical contract or not, because yeah. that's the kind of person I am. But just the fact that they were like, yeah, we want to do something and we're going to do something. And like, this is where we're going to start and let's keep building. And I felt like after talking to social media guy, like they want to do more. So I'm like, I'm excited. But at the same time, like I told him some of the things I wanted and it's mostly like, I want a sporty or a soft tail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, here's like a real expensive option and here's a real cheap option. Yeah. I know. And you know, what's funny is that like everybody's going out there listening to some of the pros, like, you know, and, and how we were talking about Corey texture a while back, having to drop back to the singles, like everybody's, everybody's in the same boat where you know what you have to offer. Like, it's so funny, Bart, that Bartels thing. You're like, dude, I am the chocolate jumping in your peanut butter. Like, what the hell? What are you like? Yeah. You're going to build this bike. Like I can ride it. Yeah. It's weird. You know, I, would it be the speed merchant Bartels? You know, how would that, I, dude, it's a fucking NASCAR. It'd be the speed yeah. merchant Glendale, Harley, trusty, hey. rusty, red, white, and blue motherfucker. Right. I'm out running nice tonight. You yeah. know, like, it's whatever it needs to be. Yeah. But, you know, and it's also hard, too, because I think, like like I said, like, Bartels was wanting to build a bike. And I'm like, uh, okay, but my bike works fucking great. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think it can get some improvements, but I don't really want a whole new bike unless you want to build it and you want me super involved. Yeah. So, I don't know. Bartels, you're like, like hey, listen, put my bike up on the frame machine if it's only one degree back right now, have that tech accidentally slip on a banana peel and like put the frame machine in reverse and bend it one <laughs> more degree back. And uh, yeah, help me. No, but they are one of the first names I ever heard of when I first moved up here that I was doing the same as you. Like, holy shit, Bartels is up here. You know, like they've been. They're crazy. Yeah. And I used to watch them race all the time. I can't, I can't think for the past. I mean, to me, they were like what Zanotti is. Like everybody knows Zanotti too, but I can't think. I don't think they've been racing lately, though. I don't think they've raced for a couple of years, right? 
I don't think they have in a few years. Because yeah. I can't think of the last The XR1200 series, I think, was kind of the last. Yeah. Um, speaking of other bikes and racing, too, uh, Tony from 27 Cycles was on a couple shows ago, a few shows ago, and um, mentioned that he had some big plans coming up and some big news, but and to keep an eye out. But he didn't tell us at that point what it was, but I've been looking at his Instagrams. Oh, no, I knew. I hit him up. As soon as I saw that bike, I hit him up, and I just go, I was right, huh? And he's like, yeah. yeah. It's a fat bob. He's got a new fat. Dude, he went out. Stock wheels, stock tires, which sketches me out. They're 16. I think stock bars, even. Stock bars, stock controls. He said the only thing on it was a pipe. A pipe? And did he do a rear shock yet? I don't think he's. I, I'm not at that point. I think it was just a pipe, I think he said. Dude. And he's like, he loved it. Yeah. Super loved it. I mean, I think it's good. I think it's good for Harley. Uh, hopefully, Harley takes notice to what's going on and was like, hey, this motherfucker tires is ripping, too. Huh? Yeah. This motherfucker's ripping a brand new Street Bob stock at a racetrack. Yeah. Probably the only, the, the pipe was probably just for a little bit more cornering, you know, is what yeah. my guess. And those Fat Bobs, like, that's, if I were, if I were getting a new Harley that wasn't a, street rod probably or no the roadster probably and i even like the 1200 uh x by the way but the um fat bob man that thing won me over right when i saw it just because it reminded me of the v-rod and i think when it first came out i said that not the v-rod the uh, v-max and um i was like dude i would love to see this and a v-max go head to head except for i've never seen anybody road race a v-max but now i've seen somebody shred a fat bob so i'm like dude yeah he's uh i think he's definitely gonna i mean obviously he's gonna do some more stuff to it but i think he wanted to take it out stock well yeah because i think he he wanted wanted, he wanted a baseline and he wanted to know for sure and he was just like you know what this thing's stock let's see what it'll do like i'm I honestly I think we're getting to the point with tire technology that those tires are pretty good. Yeah. The like, speed rating is like all you'd really have to worry about, you know. It's the cornering grip, man. And if they the problem with like even my bike that's ten years old, like I remember the stock dunlops that came on it, dude, they were crap. Yeah. Like I not a fan, dude. Not a fan <laughs> at all. And I don't even know what they are, four forties or something like that. But I think some of the new ones and everyone's putting better tires on. Cause here's the thing yeah. with motorcycling. I love when people want cheap tires, like the tires connect you to the ground and they make you stop better. They make you accelerate better. They make you corner better. And ultimately they keep you alive. Yeah. Like it's not a car and you know, hit the brakes in a car with cheap tires and hit them with good tires. Like there's a noticeable difference, but with a bike, it like keeps you from getting scraped up. Yeah. With you got four anti anti-locked, pads on a car stop yeah. so you can get away with it but yeah on a bike mine i really like kenda because i used them on my mountain bike and i loved them and then they make a pretty good like off-road tire and then so i was buying them for i've bought kenda's the last two pairs for um, it's funny to me like one those are weird sizes kind of i mean yeah. like we think of i uh, sorry i think of like 1916 for most harleys and 1917 for dinas and then like sixteen sixteen was the old baggers, mm-hmm. and that's what the fat bob has on it. And yeah, I was gonna say a like, lot of the new ones are sixteen sixteen too. Yeah, a lot of the uh, and then all the um, sport bikes are seventeen seventeen. Yeah, and it's like so that's what you get. And then when you have like eighteens and nineteens, like there are better ones, but it's funny to find like the off brands that do well. And then like for flat track, dude, I've been running Chinkos because they're cheap and mm-hmm. they work well. I actually like the Maxis a little better. 
mm-hmm. but it really just wears a little longer. Yeah. But it doesn't wear twice as long and it is twice as expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You gotta, if you're doing the miles to, uh, <laughs> yeah, miles per gallon to cost per gallon thing. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. And the fat Bob is a 1616, I think. It right. Is. Yeah. It is, yeah. And but so it's got, it's got some I, meats on there though. It does. They're like, they're almost, you know, I was thinking like they were knobby. When you look at them up close, they're not, dude. The The gap between the tread is not really bigger than on Pamela there. No. It's Pamela there. It looks. It does. It looks. So that's it's what I was going to say. It's because of the pattern of it's it. It's meant to look all blocky and off-roady, but when you look at it up close and you feel it, it's not, mm-hmm. dude. It's kind of like some of the Ducati Scrambler stuff. Like uh, That's what I was just going to say is it kind of reminds me, I don't know if it's a TKC80 that looks like you could just go shredding up a mountain, but then when you look at it, you're like, yeah, oh, wait, these are yeah. bigger uh, they just, it looks, it, right. but they're not deep like a knobby so, and they're not spaced yeah. closely like a knobby. Dude, he took it out with forward controls. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fucking A. Uh, yeah. So that is a good show, man. Like I am stoked to see what he does with that thing. And the fact that they are making shit like shred pegs and risers and all sorts of stuff. I'm just excited to see what comes out of you know what comes out of that, and I'm a, I'm just excited. I think it'll to be good, it. and I think um, you know Speed Merchant. I already hit up Tony. Um, Speed Merchant obviously already makes some bitch in mid controls, mm-hmm. so he's excited for those. They're higher a little bit, and they're true mids. They're back pretty far. Yeah, so he's stoked on those. Um, Brownie Speed Merchant actually already makes a bitch in aluminum swing arm. I don't know if he'll want to. I don't know what the price would be even at a good <laughs> at a killer deal. Like it's a lot of CNC and a lot of aluminum yeah. and a lot of welding, but. So I don't know what all Tony's going to want to do, and I'm I am sure that you know 27 cycles and Shred Moto Co or whatever the the official brand is for his stuff will um, will definitely get some rad soft tail stuff out of it. Yeah, so that's also cool. Um, and maybe more people will take him racing. Now, I mean, the Dynas obviously on the track was a big thing, and since these technically are replacing the Dynas, uh, hopefully we'll see what they can do. Because I'm really stoked to see I, you know a soft tail, a low rider, or I mean a soft. Uh, Softail Slam, Lowrider, those things aren't going to do out there on the track. I think the Fat Bob is really the only one that's got like a chance of ripping it. Aside from the like Roadster, I think the Sporty Roadster, I think would be a pretty good, uh, pretty good track bike if you're going to do Harley. You know, I'm not sure because the Roadster kind of has low bars, mm-hmm. and one thing I felt with the Dyna was like the tall bars. You had like the leverage, and the way you kind of sat in the bike mm-hmm. gave you comfort. I get weird on like sitting on top of a bike without 17s if that makes sense like like my duck with clip-ons feels really good but when i sit on like a cafe racer harley i get sketched Mm. out so like even my track bike just the stance of it like yeah i gotta trust i gotta trust it and if i don't it feels weird like Mm. i've ridden trusty on the street and i'm like oh this is weird (laughs) yeah yeah you know what i used to have a cafe racer bike and it did feel when I built the seat pan for Spamala here. It felt weird going from like a cafe racer to Spamala and sitting in a bike rather than up on it. Yeah, yeah, the whole your whole perspective changes a little bit. Speaking of perspective and showing stuff out there on the tracks, uh, this weekend, this last weekend was a crazy, not quite show, but there have been a couple cool shows that have happened over the last couple weeks. The OG Moto Show is one, um, and that was like LA's big. What am I saying here? This is like the uh, LA's hand built or one or like flat. Uh, yeah, it's supposed Mama to. Tri- it's supposed it, to be like, like a Mama tried 
hand-built show, whatever. But There's nothing to go along with it, though, like Mama Tried, or even the one, how it has the flat tracking, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's interesting, I guess I could say, but I feel like there's not like the... It's just a bunch of bikes in a warehouse, you know? It's like what the one used to be before there was a flat tracking involved. So that happened, and uh, I didn't bother to go down there. I, I really didn't. I wasn't feeling it. I was like, man, the Bigfoot uh, Born Free Cycles up at Mount Baldy, I almost said Bigfoot Lodge, at Mount Baldy Lodge happened same weekend. And I was like, that's so funny. Yeah, that's the one I would rather have went to is like the, the Born Free thing. Yeah. But it... I guess the difference for me is I know most of the guys at the Born Free. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So, so girl on a moto went up there and did a pretty good. If you guys listen to that, she did a pretty good. Uh, oh, it sounds better too. Thanks, Wigs. It I does. Was, I was up too. Cause high. you got to talk into the mic. Yeah, you were talking into the mic. I was up too high. What the hell? <laughs> so yeah, uh, girl on a moto did a really good podcast and an interview with the guys that run Born Free and put on the show and all that stuff up there at the uh, Mount Baldy. So. Yeah, check that out. Man, now I know I sounded like shit the last couple episodes. I've been sitting up on this little pedestal and I haven't had the microphone pointing toward my face. I was like, wig sounds good. And I sound like muted. Um, but there was also this uh, this past weekend, there was the Nowhere Moto Show. Um, and there was like the Royal Enfield ride. And there was uh, like a ride to go see a soccer game uh, from Lucky Wheels. There's all, all sorts of cool stuff happening. I think even Pro Italia might have had a ride around um, and the Venice Vintage Motorcycle Club. A whole bunch of crap going on this week. And field producer Bri Viffer, um, he actually ended up going out to the no, Nowhere Moto Show out in Joshua Tree. And he said the whole family made the trek out there. Um, for the Nowhere Moto Show. They got there around 4.30, and he said it was a really nice venue. There was a decent mix of bikes and swag. Um, he bought a T-shirt from Tobacco Moto Co. while he was there, and he got a co- uh, bag of coffee from Black Cat Moto, who was also on Girl on a Moto's podcast. And then he said they won a jacket from a quest called Tribe and some socks and a T-shirt from Chopper King's. Uh, during the little raffle. So he said it was pretty cool. And he said the carne asada tater tots were good. And when I hung out with him at the at art ride down at Legacy, we had some rad, like, I don't know what they were, chimichurri tacos, street tacos. Those were good. So he's he's a foodie, man. When he goes to these events, he checks out the food. And I got to say, carne asada tater tots does sound pretty good. That <laughs> sounds, sounds, like, sounds like really a good, good. Sounds like a good punk band name, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's going to try... Bands were good, but not too loud, which is all, sometimes annoying. Yeah, and for sure. uh, so he said you could actually like have a conversation without screaming. He's going to try and upload some pics to the Facebook page, but um, that sounded like a hell of a lot of fun. And um, so I'm glad somebody got to go do something. Um, I've been unpacking house this week, and uh, actually, Spamla's battery died. And I, I tried to do the dummy battery recharge thing where you can, um, you know, put it on a not smart charger and it'll kind of revive it and it did and then i went cranked it over a couple times and it went dead again so i was like man so spamela has been down for like the past few days because no battery so i haven't made it out anywhere kind of bummed i never ride my bike on the street anymore i know what was oh yeah so i converted the ducati to street mode for that ride we did in december i rode it to one of the veggie plate races (laughs) it's been like four months now yeah i'm like oh well back to track yeah i rode it twice yeah then that's all I need. <laughs> You're like, I'll switch it back if I need it again. At least you have the stuff to convert it back. You know what I'm saying? And it's not too, 
It's very not, true. Yeah, very true. It's not like you need to. Spend I think you any... need to take Spamla to Big Willow this weekend. Damn, you know what? Yeah, um, that ain't gonna happen. But one of these days, I shall, my friend. Uh, as soon as I can, I'm gonna scrounge up some leathers for my friend who is. Uh, she's gonna let me borrow some of her old leathers because uh, I am a diminutive human being. <laughs> so you are very feminine in stature. Yeah. So Shalina Moreda, she's gonna let me borrow some of her old leathers, and um, I think they were. There's some other couple things that they were saying they could hook me up with if I needed. Uh, and so I was like, all right, man. Well, that's it. You've got full, like, wrist-covering gloves, right? Or no? Yeah. Mm, no. Oh. I did. I did. I, oh. I need to get – I should get new ones. Um, I don't know if Spam was the best track bike, though. Dude, there's – my friend that started racing. Of course, they race, for, like, full-on race bikes now. But when they started, they were, like, on three CL350s. So I was like, it's only – That's true, especially for, like, Streets of Willow. Like, you could get down. If the tires are in good shape and stuff, you could yeah. be okay. I mean, they raced on Big Willow, too. They just didn't – I mean, that's once, true. once you hit, like, 80 or 90 <laughs> miles an hour, that's it. You're just you're like, like, all right. I got this downhill backstretch doing 85. Yeah. And then, like, down the front straight, you're just like, all right, well, I'm sitting here for, like, a hundred hours doing it because it feels probably feels twice. I'm as honestly long. scared because I would go down the back stretch and click to sixth, and then I'd lean into turn eight and click down to fifth, and then just wide open again. Yeah. Yeah. See, and it was uh, super was, like, exciting. Was the big but track? Yeah, but I'm also yeah. scared about it. Yeah. See, everybody I talked to, because I've never been to the big track on a bike. I, I uh, only in a, I've been there in a car, and yeah, it was, um, pretty balls to the wall and everyone's saying on the bikes the reason that they you know it's a tire gobbler like they said that track in one weekend you can like go through a set of tires just because like yeah my tires are open pretty spanked after yeah. this weekend yeah but i've also heard people flip them and don't care so i'm like all right so are you going to go with your current cast on um this week to you know to do it um well i'm not going to ride on the track with my current cast yeah well no so i have a um dude i got some zip tie we can cut that off and zip tie back yeah dude i have a ct scan oh i never thought about just like duct taping back over i have a ct scan tomorrow and then i'll learn a lot more this week and then if the doctor's like, you need a cast, I'll be like, well, why don't we just cut this one off and I'll come in Monday and get a fresh one? Because I'm going to cut it off this weekend. Yeah. Um, but the doctors seem pretty cool and pretty understanding. Like, What, I'm, I'm what not, do they think's wrong with it? Just a fracture somewhere? A break in one of the bones. So what he's scared of is that the bone can die. Mm. And then you have to have surgery. And yeah. I'm like, I don't need any dead bones. Yeah. I had a buddy that raced um, mini bikes. Well, that's how he broke his wrist or something and it died like the edge of his wrist died where your wrist rotates back and forth and yeah that's probably what like the exact same thing yeah, yeah he the way he fell he, he was racing was like, minis of all things like he like had one of the bones like right yeah his was on the outside i think mm. and uh yeah he's like dude it sucked because he was you know he had a lot of big sport bikes but he crashed racing minis and like that's how he killed his wrist and he said if he had he could only have so much surgery on it because it would just keep dying and they keep hacking away bone and it would keep you know what i'm saying so at one and then you don't want to get a fused wrist you know because yeah. then you can't a friend of mine's got a fused ankle and mm. i'm like yeah that sucks yeah my ankles suck shitty. but they're not fused <laughs> yeah that's awesome so but i can't like dude i can't ride my bicycle i can't like i rode my harley on saturday and it was super sketchy i had one glove and <laughs> 
<laughs> I need a, glo- a left glove and super huge, please. <laughs> or just put an oven mitt. Well, the thing is, like, hand. it would still be big over my fingers. I need small fingers and then a fat yeah, hand and a fat huge wrist. hand. Just yeah, just the so, oven mitt over that baby. I'm still I'm keeping optimistic. Actually, by the time this show comes out, I'll know a lot more. But I'm keeping optimistic, saying yeah. that the bone because like so, my doctor thought it was broke, and I went to the. I'll get a second opinion. Orthopedic. No, he sent like, dude, you know how California is like your doctor doesn't do anything but refer you to other doctors. Yeah. So, so what did your doctor the say? Orthopedic <laughs> surgeon? Yeah. And the ortho I've been to so many doctors, I don't remember which one's which anymore. So the orthopedic surgeon was like, I can't see a break. He's like, it probably is, but he's like, I can't really see it. So we're gonna send you to a CT scan. And then he's like, I'm gonna write on this paper that it needs to be done ASAP. So that was last Wednesday, and his office sent it in. Tuesday, Monday, Monday for for the medical industry. That's AS. Well, they were supposed to do it like he's like, hey, they should see you tomorrow. Mm. And then his uh, secretary was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I have an appointment. The shop around here. I have an appointment two days ago. Yeah, (laughs) two days ago when this comes out. Yes, and we'll see how that. We'll see how your arm feels. (laughs) Uh, Speak and more. Any more emails? Did you get any Ask Wiggins? No, Ask Wiggins. Why no one wants to ask Wiggins? Do you guys think my opinion sucks that bad, or do you just get enough of it on the show that you don't need any more of it? No, it's because you weren't on. Were you on the week before last too? Yeah, and I said it, and no one. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. We've said it. it It's it's because somebody, somebody, I guarantee. When I went to set up the email account, Ask Wiggins was already taken. I guarantee somebody out there with Ask Wiggins is getting a thousand. They probably are, dude, because we're saying, because it is, it's Ask Wigs or something, right? It's with Ask Wigs with the Z at the end. And yeah. we got it. That's why I did the visual of it on Instagram <laughs> and everything so people can see it. I'll, maybe I should do a t- sticky of it so people know. Maybe. Who because, knows? yes, it's Ask Wigs. This so, guy's like, why am I getting all I know. these stupid well, ass questions? He's like, ah, I'm going to camp on that. And now he's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm getting all these questions <laughs> I, that I don't care about and can't answer. I just thought they'd. Want this email? He needs to. He needs to give up his Wiggins. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. It's shorter to just type "ask Wigs," right? Right, listeners. So yeah, it's yeah. easier. It's "ask Wigs." There's two G's and, and there's one a Z. Z. So two G's and a Z. <laughs> maybe maybe it was more confusing than I thought. But but yeah, ask Wigs at gmail dot com and. Uh, yeah, send him some. Ask him how to do. Uh, ask him what type of birthday cakes he likes. <laughs> Yeah, to listen kind to this. of a trick question. I, Last, like, yeah. I like peanut butter. Oh yeah, you have to listen to last week's show. But yeah, what do you like peanut butter? Last week you, last time you were here, actually, you brought over a scrumptious little uh, blueberry cake or something. It was pretty, pretty delish. Lemon. Is with, that what it but was? But I had blueberries with it. Oh, yeah, that was good. Um, so the last email that I want to talk about wasn't even for our show. It was from the Wheel Nerds. I listened was listening to the Wheel Nerds this week and. Um, they got an email from a dude named Jesse that hated the roundtable. He's like, oh, man, that roundtable was almost like a damn sales pitch for zero motorcycles and the motorcycle industry. I don't want to hear about all that crap, blah, blah, blah. I'm it, surprised like how many people feel that about how we talk about electric. That, yeah, that we love them to death. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't feel that I love it to death. No. Like, I just And I've said several times that we, we've good if someone it. else comes out with an electric bike, zero's done. Yeah. Like, I really well, feel that when way. when Alta and Harley come out with a good one, then... Yeah. yeah. Dude, I really feel that way. I mean, Yamaha and KTM have them, too. People for, have forgot. The E-Ride... Dude, KTM's had one for a while. Like, the, well, the free ride. Put it out and do something, then. Oh, yeah. Well, they can't. No, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Does yeah. Does it pass emissions? Yeah, it doesn't pass emissions. The I feel like we good-copped it, bad-copped it enough to where... 
maybe we made it sound like uh, we just love them. But no, I think I, there's definitely some pros, and I think that people need to buy zeros to keep the industry going and to keep feeding the industry. But I also feel like, and I feel like they're rad. Like I just saw, I need to post it, but I just saw an Icon video today that Icon just did, and they had a couple cool zeros that they put full fairings on, or whoever did them put full fairings on. And I'm like, that looks oh, way better the than Icon, the zeros. Yeah. What, it's I, for the- um, It's a motovlogger challenge. Yeah, yeah. I not saw, podcaster's challenge. I though. wish. But I, I did see that on- We uh, probably couldn't be in it because I could be- uh, the, I don't know. They could be biased and pick us. The dude that did the suspension for Zero's uh, Moto or uh, Island Man bike, um, who I've tried to get on the show before, we'll talk to him maybe soon. He had it on his Instagram. These dudes taking Zeros, like Phil from Cleveland Moto said, they're a sealed electric system, so you could drive them underwater where you can't drive a you know an ice bike underwater. As soon as it gets into the air filter you're, or the air cleaner, you're done. That sucks it into the motor, but. They were straight up driving these things, and the, they did look pretty rad because of the fairings, and they were just, like, taking them through the city on what I imagine was, like, the world's most illegal hooligan point-to-point uh, -point race. You know, it looks so rad, though. But I do want I hope it comes out. I hope it's cool. It's a motor vlogger challenge. So check out Icon, I guess, and maybe we'll we'll see you. Maybe we want to come If you follow me, you should be seeing some of it soon if I do my job right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so when you need to start moto vlogging. No, it's just I got to post for Icon. I'm oh. supposed to post for Icon. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, I mean, I think their stuff's rad, so I do post for them. Yeah, but, you know. I love Icon stuff. I love their bikes, actually, that they build. Oh, like, I've been a huge fan of Icon. They. I tried to get them to waive my sponsorship for the year and just give me that Katana. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my, one of my favorites is the Speed Cretan. I think it's an XT500 that has like a sissy bar. It looks like a little Schwinn oh, BMX really? bike, but oh, my God. Remember the Speed Cretan helmet that had the little like weird like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was for, to go with that. It was for that. It was so rad. Though. I just love. Of, uh, it's not old old ghost is a cool one too. Um, New Jack, yeah, New, New Jack Katana that is so good. Yeah, one of my favorites. It's like a retro mod. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. Like if they're done right. One of my favorites was um, Magnificent Bastard, which is a VFR one thousand, I think. Oh, and, I think it is. And it has one. like a CB on it and mm -hmm. shit. Oh my God. Yeah, I love all the icon bikes. But the guy that uh, this Jesse fella. He was yapping about zeros uh, as partially of the that thing turned into an electric bike commercial, but he also was like bummed out on the getting more people to ride and doing this and that. And I was like, man, like that. Here's the thing: is that Robert Pandia is or was in the industry. Everybody at the roundtable was in the industry, and I feel like it was a little bit of uh, like us, especially talking about it, and the wheel nerds having a roundtable about it. Um. And me and Liza kind of doing what we're doing is like the Anabaptist movement. And if you need a background on that, do what I do and go listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And it's it's basically about when um, you know when you used to be religious, it was only uh, you had to go to, you had to be like a priest or something. Not exactly how it worked, but you had to be like a scribe or a cleric to have access to the actual knowledge of stuff. And the, the Anabaptists thought that um, everybody should have access to it. So they taught people how to read the Bible or something like that. And this whole crazy thing went down where people were like, ooh, now we're interpreting it our way and not how people are to try and control us with it, man. So here's what I think happened. <laughs> I think Robert Pandya had that conversation with people to try and make a positive change behind the scenes 
and it sort of did the Anabaptist thing where it leaked out. And now everyone gets to talk about it. Everyone gets to read the motorcycling Bible and interpret it how they want to. And some people hate it. And some, and, and other people are trying to actually keep it going and keep the legacy going throughout all the changes that are happening in every industry and, and uh, all these trends of people not wanting to drive cars even. And and his thing, the emailer, I think, for their show is like, the automobile industry seeing it. Like, everyone's seeing, let's just get out there and ride and do it. And I'm all, I'm all for that, too. Like, there are some people that are in the industry that need to take into consideration what was said. And then there's other people like that guy that just need to get out there and buy a motorcycle and ride and not buy an electric motorcycle for fuck's sake. Like just buy whatever well, you I want think, and shred Like it. the thing with an electric right now is you need to look at your situation and your needs like any bike, yeah. you know? And if, if you're in the situation where you can buy one as a fun play bike and go commute around and go hit canyons or whatever, like I think that's great. Yeah. But I don't see it as that being the ideal bike for that but at the same time like i you know it's also cool that people are interpreting it their own way and getting out there and doing it and that's kind of rad yeah and i understand he's not a lady so he's not like part of that initiative that they're trying to take to get more women to ride and get which will maybe get more kids to ride and i think the initiative isn't necessarily just to get women to ride but Mm -hmm. i think it's it's i mean let's be real here like it's there's so many industries that are male dominated and motorcycles is one of them. Like it's not that there's, we're not trying to get new guys to ride. It's we're trying to even out the playing field, dude. Like you can look at so many things, dude. Look at like, it's a huge money making side of it, but look at like shooting sports, like women in shooting is huge right now because it's such a, and it's, I mean, if you think about it from a marketing standpoint to be like super old fashioned, like, Women on motorcycles help sell guys motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not just because it's like their wife and kids are riding, because guys like women in general, and that like, you know, I, I mean, it sells. I'm sorry, but it sells. Yeah, I mean, like they it, use people in bikinis to sell Pepsi. Like, sex sells, and yeah, like, dude, like look at Instagram. How many girls ride motorcycles that are cute? And they're like, I have 50,000 followers. And I'm like, you don't really ride. I mean, you do, but you don't. But it's yeah. like, so it's, I don't know. Sorry if if you think the give a shift is not, I think it's geared towards everyone and getting everyone to ride. But I think that, that. Yeah, I think that, I think we. And I don't think it's just to sell bikes to, I don't think they're trying to get women to ride just to sell bikes to dudes. I think they're trying to get women to ride to be more equal opportunity like yeah like that's why the push is to get women to ride is because more guys do ride yeah so it's encouraging people that don't ride and people are scared of like i mean people in general are scared to go do things that they won't fit in yeah and so the more women you get out there then the more women are going to come out after that you know what i mean because they're gonna be like oh look at like my friend who's a woman is gonna do it so i can do it too yeah you know it's guys do the same thing you know like i keep trying to get you to go to the track yeah i know it's not because i'm a guy it's because we're friends and you're like oh man that could be fun yeah it would definitely be fun I need to get some more money so I can go to the track. <laughs> track but, days are, but see, that's the thing. That's why I'm cutting a cast off. Yeah, I already paid for the track I day, know. and that's expensive. That's the thing, too, though, is that the moms, and I know in my family, my wife purchases all sorts of stuff. Dude, me and the Amazon guy, I don't even know what he's bringing, but they're just like, hey, 
we're like on a first name basis now. And then, and then <laughs> like, if one of those things happened to be a motorcycle, I would be like, whoa. But moms do a lot of the shopping and moms do a lot of the, um, what is the word I'm going to use here? Like uh, physical injury mitigation. And so if mom is afraid of a kid cartwheeling a yeah. you know, PB50, if yep. she sees that it's safe or learns about ATGAT or is a rider herself and knows yep. that, you yep. know, what the risks aren't that crazy. I mean, hell, you get ran over by how many motorcyclists have got killed on bicycles recently? I've, the last um, including this broken bone, I've still had worse injuries on bicycles than I have motorcycles. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think I just heard that on, I think the wheelers were talking about that too. Uh, because on a bicycle you're wearing lycra and a styrofoam thing that doesn't even cover your whole head. Yeah, like I, I go on road rides around here and I get so sketched out because oh, of cars. Dude. And I'm yeah. just like, ah. Me and my kid went out. We just got her a new bike, and she loves two wheels. And I'm hoping that th- that translates into motorcycles. Yeah. And she's out there cruising through the street. I'm out there shitting my pants that we're going to get ran over from behind. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's my thing. Is Especially like, when you have a kid with you. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, don't, hit, don't that, hit me and my kid. Yeah, I never thought about it until like my kid is out there and I yeah. see this cute little eight-year-old on a bike and I'm like, oh shit, if that thing, you know, turns into a road taco, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. so yeah, but I think about what I'm in. I'm in my jeans and a, if a car hits me on my bike, at least I know I got like full padding and helmet and all this stuff. So it's, it's funny. I can't tell you how many people like ask me about motorcycles and being dangerous. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, my bicycle scares me worse. Yeah. Like sometimes my mountain bike, because like, even if you're riding with someone, but I'm like, you're on a trail in the middle of nowhere and there's some crazy little drop-offs and stuff and cliffs where I'm just like, well, that's sketchy. Yeah. And I'm wearing spandex and some yeah. baggy shorts on a mountain bike. Yeah. Or I'm like, yeah, I'm on a road bike doing like 40 or 50 down this mild hill. I got hurt. <laughs> like if I get a blowout and yeah. like crash, like it, there's nothing, like all of your high points that hit the ground are not protected. Yeah. I got hit or hurt worse on my bike the first time I bought clip-ins because I never had them before <laughs> and I got them and I couldn't fucking unclip and I'm trying to balance and, and I hit sand and shit and I'm fall and my el- my elbows and knees look like yeah. the mob got a hold of me. And I worked like, at a bike shop for 10 years. The best piece of advice I give anyone getting clipless pedals is first of all, get them. They're amazing and you'll never want to go back. But you have to take your foot out of the pedal before you stop moving because yeah. once you lose momentum... And then you start yanking on it, you're falling over. That was my problem. Yeah. We yeah. were doing some hardcore shit and I would do it all the time before I had Yeah, but you clip list or clip it's in clipless. Clipless. That's right. That's what I was like telling my friend. I was like, so why you, are they clipless? Clip you clip in. And he's like, But but they're the old are like the, the old straps yeah. were called clips back yeah. in the day yeah. before. So yeah. then when they took the straps off, they're clipless. What's yeah. rad is like some track cyclists had do like both. Yeah. They like clip in with cycling shoes and then have a strap to oh, like no hold shit. them in. No shit. I like, you know, I almost, I'm thinking about uh, all the fall, all the shit I ate during that time. I've never got that hurt on my motorcycle, even like, even crashing. Like, yeah. it hurts. And no elbow pads or I had gloves and baggy shorts. And I, and so, um, yeah. Hopefully, no one from Icon's listening. I wasn't wearing my D3 armor in my knee. That's why you're. Because uh, I don't like the way it fits. It feels all weird. Well, you need, gotta, you need to go. You need yeah. to hit the engineer tip and, and go in and design some shit that's gonna feel good for people. It might have helped my knee out a little bit. Everything else was good, dude. And like my wrist, like you can't. 
there's nothing to really protect her. I've seen gloves with a little bit of like things to stiffen them up, but what are those like? Remember skateboarding back in <laughs> well, the well? That's 80s for like when you have... slide on them. I know, but, but it does kind of hold them. You yeah. Should, yeah, get some, or like when those those office people have that like answer the phone yeah. too much. My buddy has some gloves that the pinky is tied to your ring finger. Oh shit! It's like got a little piece of leather between that them. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to current events and what, what's been happening. Um, go out and get a bike with clipless pedals. Um, and then, yeah, if you love motorcycles, like chances are you'll love bicycles. Yeah. They're fun. And then, uh, you'll be breathing a hell of a lot harder, but you'll still enjoy yourself. Yeah. Especially around here in LA. It's a lot steeper than people think. Um, getting onto the, the racing Racing. tip. All right. Yeah. The AFT from Georgia. Now I fucked up on this because I think I stayed up late editing the podcast and, or doing something. I remember... I fucked up and missed all the heat races. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I knew it was on, and I tried to do it. Was it on Saturday? Kind of. Because I looked at the schedule, and, and that's and it was after midnight is what I, why I think I fucked up. Because I was publishing the show and all this stuff late at night. So it was supposed to be Saturday, and they ran qualifying and ran heats and then got rained, rained out. Rained, yeah. yeah. So they came back on Sunday. They got four laps of... Uh, practice and then they went straight to the semis and then did the mains. Oh, geez. So they like just got straight into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so what I did is I I missed it because I didn't think it was going to be on Sunday and and then I was like, well, this thing. When am I reading this? Like I couldn't figure it out in yeah. my head because I was reading after midnight, so I got the days wrong anyway. I was like, is this going to be uh, on Sunday? It's usually on Saturday, and then um, Sunday is when I went riding with bikes with my kid all day. So I was like, you know totally forgot about flat tracking that was uh was on the day before anyway so um i didn't watch it for like the first time in like a year and a half that i really missed flat track um the i read that meese was really frustrated on saturday and luckily they got rained out because over the night his teammate or his team's crew um, the team crew, you know the team crew. <laughs> I don't know what they did, dude, but he checked out. Yeah, he I said mean, on Sunday he they adjust- he said they basically turned the bike upside down and shook it, and just like changed everything. And when oh, he wow. came back out the next day, it was just like a hundred percent different from what it was. He was frustrated on Saturday, and I do so, know those dudes pull a lot of all nighters. Yeah, and so Sunday he came out ripping, and it said he had like over a two second or three second lead. Oh, dude, and like he that. was probably chilling. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you think out. it's a bummer though, because like if Carver's team pulls an all nighter, that means Carver's pulling an all nighter. Yeah, yeah. Carver's like running on eight cups of coffee at oh, least by, by six in the morning. Um, so yeah, so what I did see is that we had Coolbeth, who I oh, I dude, talked Coolbeth about had a killer. Yeah, ride. how bum I bummed I was last um, last year to see him finish so far down, and and we talked about how he's like one of the most legendary racers. I read that he announced his retirement this year. He's gonna this is gonna be his last season, which I was <laughs> bummed about because he's probably gonna finish twenty five years. Fucking a that guy. I, you know, and here's the thing, dude. It's early in the season. If he has a good run and feels good, he yeah. might come back. Like maybe. I mean, maybe maybe people he's dead set on return. Or yeah. he might take a year off and be like, fuck it. I was it. gonna say there's been people that took like, a year off. I think Matt Aladdin did that or something. Dude, he's still gonna be rel obviously he's still relevant. He yeah. could keep doing it for many more years if he wanted. But I think Troy Bayless came back to racing and he's like fifty one or something. I think like he that. like just came back, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. For like Australian superbike or something. I don't know. How old's Colin Edwards? 
Colin Edwards has got to be 40-something. Yeah, Bayless is around the same, isn't he? He's a little, he's, he's older than me. He's 137. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, I think he's like mid 40s or yeah. early 50s or something. But Cool Beth, like, so it was a cool ride. So let's start at the beginning of the main. Basically. Yeah, you tell me. The, so the track looks sketchy as fuck. Carver, dude, in this semi, dude, he was cleaning the wall off with his handlebars. I saw that on the high lap, rides, yeah. lap, dude. I'm like, dude. He's close. And one of my buddies was texting me. He's like, Carver's so close to the wall, dude. He loves the wall. And then we watch him go around again. And I'm like, I think he got closer. He's scraping the wall. Yeah. We were like, dude, I don't know if he can get closer. And the way the track exit was, it didn't look real clean. It looked like he could have tapped the corner of that wall. Yeah. But, dude, so he was taking real high into, I guess I would have been three and four. But then it looked like in the main, at least, he was taking a lower line into one and two. But I thought that was cool. And, you know, dude, he looked like he was searching for a line. And I mean, found a pretty good one. But I, yeah, I think I read that Jared Vanderkoy was in second for like for, 22 of the 25 oh, laps. Dude. Well, I don't know because I don't think he started up front. Oh, okay. But he got up front pretty quick. Maybe he did start up front. But yeah, Vanderkoy was up front for most of the race, dude. Now he would have been Harley, dude, which is exciting is. for Harley. Very exciting for Harley. I think so. He was in second for most of the ride. Um, I think. It would have been Harley's first, what I'm going to call earned podium because without I, someone like Black Hills, Henry out. Wiles yeah. broke. And, you know, I've discussed it before. Like, it's not that I, I think TT should be part of the circuit, but I don't think they are a good representation of, of what's going on. Well, not on. unless half the, half the season's TTs. You right. Know? Right. And then it's kind of a different sport. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Mies is good at both, but and obviously, Wiles is good at both. Wiles ran up pretty good, like third or fourth for a while too. Yeah. I didn't really know that he was such a good short track dude, but I guess he's pretty good at some of the miles, and he's—I guess he's a pretty good short track. I think dude. he's just pretty good overall. It's just you he's know so him. You know him for Peoria. You know yeah. him for TTs. You know him as but, the pretty boy that talks a bunch of shit, and so like you yeah. don't really want him to win anyway. But so he had a good run. Uh, but yeah, Vanderkoy was in second for a long, long, long time. And I think what happened—not to discredit Vanderkoy, dude—he had a hell of a run, and I think that bike's better. But I don't personally. I don't think it's the Indian and the XR. Yeah. Like otherwise, where's Sammy at? You know yeah. what I mean? And where's where's even Brian at? Or uh, they Sorry, were Brandon. They were like eighth and ninth or ninth and tenth or something. So this is my opinion. Most people are probably going to disagree. It's just it's kind of a wild guess. I think Vanderkoy is so young, and I'm going to say this in a weird way. So take it as you will. He's almost. I'm going to say I'll use the more professional term inexperienced. That I don't think the bike matters as much for him. He's just, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's going to ride it. Like, yeah. I don't think that's totally true because at that level, I don't care if you're 18 or 19, but he's not. And again, I think Kenny Coolbreath is amazing, obviously, but I think someone like Coolbeth and maybe even someone like Halbert, they expect certain things out of the motorcycle. Yeah. And someone like Vander they ride, Coy, that, they ride it that way. And they, they ride it. I mean, they can ride to that level, but they want the bike to do certain things. And I think Vanderkoy, it's what, his third year on Twins? I, th- I was going to say this is his fourth season, but you it might be this third. He, it's almost like it's almost that he's too stupid to know any better and he just fucking rides it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. He just rides it. Yeah. Okay, this is my bike. This is as good as it's going to get. I'm just going to go for it. 
And I think like maybe he's not overthinking it and maybe that helped and maybe I'm totally off, dude. Maybe everyone on that bike hit their shit and it worked. I mean, obviously it worked. So, but yeah, dude, Vanderkoy had a good run on the factory Harley. Super pumped to see like factory Harley and that new bike getting up there. Like, you know, it was, I, I'm going to say a shame. And if it wasn't Carver, I would think it was more of a shame. It was kind of a shame that the XG got pushed off the podium by an XR <laughs> yeah. on the last lap too. Uh, but, yeah. That know, was the other thing is that I watched that highlight reel. Didn't have a whole bunch of, I had to kind of search for that last lap and it was pretty bitching. The crazy he, part was him like, and Coolbeth had a little bat- battle too. So Carver and cool. So Carver and Coolbeth got stuck behind, I believe it was Johnny Lewis. And, um, Lap it? Was he lapping him or what? No, no, no. Oh, he okay. was just wasn't as fast as they were. Okay. And I think that's where so to me, Mies checked out and then Vanderkoy got in front of, I believe it was Lewis, and then Coolbeth and Carver got stuck behind him. So it kind of in a way gave Vanderkoy a little safety cushion, mm-hmm. right? Like he was faster than than um Johnny Lewis, but he wasn't faster than Carver or Coolbeth. But Carver Until and Coolbeth, it's a 25 lap yeah. race. They're not going to, you know, those two guys aren't known for dive bombing and push people out of the way. And honestly, dude, the track was sketchy. Like Carver would go in on the wall and come down low, coming out. And a lot of other guys would start low and come high. And like so many people were crossing <laughs> their line in the middle of the corner. I'm just like, what in the? Fuck. And yeah. you'd see guys pass and you then don't slide see that, up. You don't see that in NASCAR. And then you'd see the guy that they did pass kind of like check up and come under him and pass him back all in the same corner, dude. Yeah. It was insane. So anyway, Coolbeth and Carver got around. Lewis caught Vander Coy. And Carver and Coolbeth like went at it a couple times too. But I think Coolbeth had a little bit. That was when they were still behind Lewis. And then when they both got around him, uh, Coolbeth got around him first. And then... Um, him and Carver just they caught Vanderkoy pretty quick. He got around Coolbeth got around uh Vanderkoy pretty quick and easy and then Carver like caught him and was trying to be smart about the pass, I guess. Yeah. And uh, you know, one thing I think too with Carver, I think more so than you know, Coolbeth and Vanderkoy combined, like, dude, if he trashes that XR, like that's a lot of his season. Yeah. Like that bike that bike needs to perform at other races, probably if I had to guess Texas next week, because that's where he won last year, right? Yeah, Same track. On that on that so bike. So I'm guessing he's wanting to ride that XR there again. So, you know, like he's smart about that. Um, because he he kind of has to be. Like, you know, does he have a lot more funding this year than last year? Yeah. But it doesn't mean he wants to high side an XR. Yeah. And is he contracted to ride the Indian for a certain amount of races? Do you know? Yes, but I don't know how many. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, so he can use that XR as a weapon when he needs to. And, and I believe, yeah. yeah, so he probably had like predetermined races like, yeah. hey, I want to ride it here, here, and here. And um, I saw a huge crash in the singles too. That oh, must have been yeah, in the, yeah. was that in the heat or was that in the main? That was in a semi. Okay. Yeah. A guy just went down in the front and everyone ran Everyone over. collected him, yeah. yeah. And so when I was looking at that, I was like, yeah, this this track, dude, people were turning fucking right uh, trying yeah. to avoid, you know, that's you don't usually see people turning right on a flat track. So on Instagram, there was some people that posted uh, that the track was super sketchy. Was that me? Yeah. No, that was me. Okay. The track was super sketchy. They were wheel packing it and yeah. it was gnarly. Like, they still were adding water on Sunday, so it didn't rain too bad on Saturday. Hmm. The reason I brought up the track is because it looked like it wasn't, uh, I mean, it wasn't like optimal and these guys were doing these crazy passes. And then the end, uh, Coolbeth got around him. Was it on the last lap? 
He Carver crossed. got around Vanderkoy in the last lap. Yeah, was Coolbeth well in front of Carver? Then I not, saw Carver not pass him well in front. Yeah, but yeah, he was in front. Uh, on one of the whatever the highlight reel that I saw was showing like the last two or three laps, and you could see where Carver passed Coolbeth on the low, yeah. and then Coolbeth did. He came from like you were saying, they crossed paths, and that that line they, like he passed him the back ahead. in the same yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that ahead. was before they got around. Who is currently in third? Yeah, yeah, that, that, I think that was right, and that, that was like right when yeah. it happened. And then on the last lap, Jared Vanderquay, I think he said it was like point zero one two six behind. Like he was, Carver he passed was him. right behind. I thought Carver. he passed him on the last lap on the last corner. He he must or have, last because they know, came like across three the stripe, and four, right? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, he just got him. He yeah. just inched him out. So it was like less than half a second. I mean, congrats to Van Vanderquay. That's higher than Vanderquay finished last year on the yeah. Richie Morris Racing. Uh, what were those cowies? The cowies, yeah. So, I mean, congrats to him, dude. Like, yeah, second, I, not second time on that bike, but second race on that bike. A bike that honestly has underperformed since its inception. And he's, yeah, like, like whatever they did to it over. I, I'm, I'm sure they're using like more street rod and less just straight street, right? I mean, it's, it's still no, because the parts that they use are all the same, like. Mm. The cases, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. The thing know, is, we like, I don't. Yeah, I don't think motor is their problem. Well, I do, and I don't. I don't think horsepower is their problem. But you know, I, I mean, they did some improvements to the bike. I don't know what those consist of, and I don't know. You know, I don't know what the problems were last year. But you know, it's definitely good to see a road up there. Yeah. No, and that I'm I'm excited to see the XG now coming into, um, you know stepping up to the plate and being able to possibly, we'll see if they can, how they handle it. Well, I mean, they've, you know, I think at the TT, Vanderkoy was the, was going to be the top finishing TT rider. And then he, uh, stepped on the shifter, I guess, and broke the bike. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. Cause I don't dude. I mean, obviously he didn't finish that high last year, but I wonder what his highest place was last year. Vanderkoy. Yeah. 17th. No, I don't know. I, I, I looked at the stats, but of course I didn't check. Um, but it, I don't think it was very hot. You know, it wasn't yeah. like that. It was. I'm, I'm going to guess like a seventh or eighth or something yeah. like that. Which is funny because a lot of the top guys, like we were saying, Halbert and um, yeah. Robinson, and, <clears throat> and that's where Halbert last year on an XR was just on absolute fire. Other yeah. than X Games, I mean, I want to say there were 17 riders, and those guys were down in like. 10th i mean they didn't even make the top 10 or or they just made the top 10 barely or something like that it was pretty yeah pretty crazy seeing who was actually at the bottom um and then in the singles i heard i read that um carlisle and texter finished like seventh and eighth respectively yeah i don't know how carlisle did but i was stoked to see i think texter was seventh but what i'm pumped to see on her i don't know who's building the bikes i don't know what the team is or anything she's like Husqvarna yeah, factory kind of yeah, yeah. but she's on a husky so it's super cool to see i mean you know we always root for Shayna, but i think too like she's on a new bike basically essentially like that bike's not and and you know what they're all stock frame stock ish frames like i'm sure jim would know some tricks but you know she's out there on a bike that who knows how much horsepower it makes like who knows like everything's been had to be developed for her for those bikes and she's had a she had a good run and after daytona and again like shane is one of those at, at tt's like yeah you, she didn't you even she didn't even off. qualify it for yeah. the last year a couple of them so you know it it's good to see her place it well yeah 
And I have to say, on kind of a short track, but not really, was Brandon Price, was he first? Did he come in first? I think so. I think Kevin Stallings was second. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, some of the names that I was expecting I honestly, to hear. No offense, I honestly don't pay that much attention. Yeah. To <laughs> I just like, dude, I watch it mostly to watch Carver. Like, yeah. that's that's mostly like... Well, one of the guys, too, that I wanted to mention that Johnny Lewis was one of them. He's one of the guys that I last year I had this feeling that he was going to kind of be making some big moves because I've watched him before and I thought he's a good racer. But this year he's getting a lot more support. And I have a feeling that Johnny Lewis, uh, I recently heard that Stevie Bonzi and Ducati and Lloyd Brothers hooked up. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, here's what I'm going to say about that. I want them to be successful. But Ducati's made some half-ass runs in the past. Yeah, they so on bigger motors too. I think they were twelve hundreds or something like that. They were I don't like, know. I don't know what they're using for down. this motor. Um, you know, honestly, is it the Scrambler motor? It probably is because it was a. What did I read? It was a smaller displacement. Um, yeah, it was one of the. It wasn't one of the big ones because they had to restrict them down. I think when they were bigger, and it's not one of those. Um, and Honestly, Stevie Bonzi got hurt a while. Uh, was it last season? He sat out a lot of last season because he, he got hurt hmm. at the end of 16, I want to say, or something like that. He had a back injury. He didn't come in until like maybe halfway last in, last season or something like huh. that. And so he's kind of sat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that him and Baker went got together at a mile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Bonzi. Was it Calistoga? No, it was a mile, but I don't remember if it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, half mile. If it was, uh, yeah, I just Sacramento remember. Or not. Yeah, I just remember him going down. I swear it was in California. Maybe that's why I thought Calistoga, but yeah, that's half mile. But it could have been Sacramento. Um, and yeah, something happened, and he hurt his back, and he was out and doing a lot of rehab. So he's back and he's feeling better. But as with everything, like Ken Roxon or Valentino Rossi, these guys come in you after. gotta get your physical stuff back yeah. and there's no there's no gym and no physical therapy and no workout that you can do that is the same as riding yeah like, and especially on a new bike and yeah and it's a new bike and you've been off and out of competition for a while and like let's face it i don't care what level athlete you are like some accident like that it changes your mind yeah like you you think differently that's and, my you spine. Know, it, I need I, that spine. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it was him being aggressive on, on the accident, but um, you know, it still it leads people to be more cautious. Yeah, but for it's sure. cool. Like, I don't know how much Ducati is putting in. It would be cool to see them really step up. You know, I would love. You know, it's it's cool to see that. And I think I don't. I think they're using the scrambler motor. But yeah, I think it is. I would think a two valve air cooled motor would do fine compared to the water cooled four valve yeah you know but all right everybody well not known for my due diligence but i'm gonna go ahead since i have the press release right here uh and talk a little bit about the stevie bonzi fella and it is i was correct when i said it was 2016 that he crashed out chris was correct when he said it was a mile it was at springfield that he crashed out um had an incident with the spine so he sat out the rest of 2016 and a lot of beginning of last year so he's coming back on and this year ducati and lloyd brothers racing and he are campaigning and what they're going to be on is a monster 821 
And that is a four-valve liquid-cooled <laughs> engine. It's from the uh, Tetrastretta Monster 821 engines, uh, and it's been set up specifically for flat track racing by Lloyd Brothers. So even though that may not mean anything in the long run, Stevie is a great uh, racer, but it may not mean anything for the season, I just wanted to make sure that I did my due diligence at least this time and brought you the facts. It is not the Scrambler motor. I have a feeling we're just going to see a lot of Jared, and I have a feeling he's going to be like the uh, uh, Jeff Gordon of NASCAR, where like, or the Michael Schumacher, where a lot of these guys, a lot of the people, it's so crazy because just last year the sport blew up, and now I think a lot of people were put off by Indian winning it last year because they swept the podium a few times and they you know I think um, they well, won so many races. Yeah. I think already it's evident that they're not going to be as a team. They're not going to be as dominant as they yeah. were last year. Three like, different, three different makes on the podium too. So on yeah, what was it? TT. They had a Yamaha in second, right? Mm-hmm. And then and the, uh, Kawi, Kawi right? in third. And then I mean, Atlanta was only two different makes on the podium. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I was, well, I was thinking, yeah, Indian, Indian XR, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think so. There's a couple of things. I think the privateer Indians, obviously, Coolbeth especially, are going to be competitive. Yeah. So, you know, Indians going to do well, even if factory Indians not doing well, because you also have Johnny Lewis, you know, who was what fifth probably still if he got past two or three laps to go. Yeah. He was, he was, ta- he was above Halbert. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, and Wiles was, uh, was on an Indian. Yeah. That's I true. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of privateer and Carver's going to be on an Indian at a lot of rounds. So you've got privateers that are going to be competitive on an Indian, but if the season goes like the first two rounds, no one's going to touch Meese. Yeah. But I'll give it to this. I'll I'll give him this. Meese works his ass off. Yeah. Like, and I think it's evident when you start hitting lap 20, there's not a lot of guys (laughs) that hang with Meese. I think, uh, Coolbeth, I think does. I think Carver does. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys, maybe even some of his teammates, that slack off at around lap 20 a little. Yeah. And maybe. It, and you know what? Coolbeth, to his credit, a couple before the XG thing, I mean, this is like a few, about three or three years ago, they showed him he was turning 40, I think. Is he 43 here now? Or is he 41? If he's been he, pro for 25 years. Yeah. Dude, he's he He was like... If he wasn't forty, he was turning forty, and he was out there jumping up on tires in his back in his field, like he yeah. was doing this stuff. Like you watch, you look at Meese on Instagram, and he's got like all these like crazy dumb like workout like things. Yeah, he's stuff, got weird but, stuff. Dude, and riding bicycles a lot. Yeah, and Coolbeth was out there behind his barn, jumping on tractor tires and flipping milk kegs, and like he was doing. <laughs> He was out there Daryl Strawberry in it, you know what I mean? Daryl like, Strawberry CrossFit in it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. So he put he puts in the work yeah, he does. for a dude his age, like you said, and some of the other guys are like, I'm gonna go to Tim Hortons and Well that's Meese, but Yeah, that's so, me. Some, some <laughs> Meese the, loves his Tim Hortons. Some of the other guys he works like, out. They're over there slugging down the Gatorades and eating chicken wings and shit. And I, like, I that's just a lot think of sugar and fat, it's, bro. It's an athletic sport especially when you're at that level. Like yeah, 25 laps. Is can a fat old time. dudes go race flat track and have a good time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you're trying to run that level, you've got to work that level, and that's what Meese does. How many laps I was... I think Carver just does a lot of yoga. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and eats all 
Pizza, oh, well, yeah, I was gonna say, I was that like he's eating like uh, tofu and shit. Oh, yeah, no, he's all veg. He says he eats fish a little bit, but he's all vegetarian. I so, was like, it's kind of ironic that you're sponsored by a barbecue, show. yeah, I know. Maybe we put barbecue sauce all over his tofu and and uh, I was like, soybeans. Dude, you need to come up with some veggie dishes yeah. for the barbecue. He's, I don't think they'd sell well the in Alton, Illinois. You know, the veggie <laughs> the plate, the veggie plate, <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's true, you know, these some of these guys, uh. I don't think how how many laps was the hooligan finale at at uh, Paris? Oh, like twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, shit, we could you imagine doing? Could you imagine doing double? Like, dude, that'd the, be like an endurance race for you guys. <laughs> I can't imagine because my dumbass had us do it at a race with a thousand bucks on the line. Oh dang! They moved it. It was supposed to be twenty five, and then they were like, "Oh, the hooligans will do 12. and I'm like, "Dude, let's do twenty five. That'd be epic." Well, what I forgot about were like the professional motorcycle racers that were racing with us, right? Like Debrino, oh yeah, and Travis Newbold. They're like, like these right. dudes are like little fit, little fucking yeah. So They're I like twenty five. I led. <laughs> I think I led. So it was twelve laps. I think I led or twenty five. I think I led fifteen. It was a thousand dollars to win, dude. I led fifteen fucking laps, and we should have stopped at twelve. Yeah. And then I just like started getting passed. That's, I, was that's, like, I was gonna say you're just like at twelve, you like let off and you're like, Woo, oh shit. You get, get your hand back no, I, like and it was it was one hundred percent my idea to still do twenty five. Oh, like man. at the writers meeting, he's like twelve, and I'm like, the website said twenty five. Did you kick and everyone ass? looked at me and I'm like, What? It would be super cool. Well, I remember when I was a kid driving race cars, 25 laps was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I was 12 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You shit. wanted seat time, man. Dude, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that would, and I Let's love, do I love the track at Salem, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I ran out of personal gas. But, I, you know, yeah. like, and I, Corey Texter hit on that about the Daytona TT. He's like, he's like, I forgot in singles that I don't have time to be patient and wear guys out. He's like, I got to be aggressive and quick because right. what if the singles They're run? 15 laps, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a big difference, dude. And you're like – it's funny. I remember like having a teacher in middle school because I drove a race car. He's like, that's not – like anyone can drive your car in a circle. And I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like they actually claim oh, mo- yeah. motocross is the most physical sport in the world. Probably. And I would, pr- I would agree with him. Like, and not only that, here's the thing in motocross, if you get tired and sloppy, you're going to get fucking broke. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's what, like, that's why Ricky, I mean, when Ricky Carmichael became Ricky Carmichael that we all know, he got on a fucking bicycle and started riding. And now everyone in motorcycle racing, that's anyone rides, rides fucking bicycles. Yeah. Like Greg Hancock's 45 years old racing speedway in Europe, rides a bicycle. He rides bicycles. I have to say that that's one of the things that they were talking like there's a lot of stuff on the MX side that we don't talk about because we don't really talk about MX but that's one of the things um a lot of past racers and a lot of guys that have got hurt said especially like uh enduros and and uh GNCCs and stuff when you're out there in the woods and stuff and you start to fatigue out or at a supercross and you start to fatigue you don't make that triple yeah. then and you or or you hit the whoops wrong you start you start flopping you on don't the whoops pinch with your legs oh, enough oh dude and, dude you get yeah you, and then you whiskey throttle it and or your seat bounce it and fucking yeah. Ken rocks in it and you know tear your arm off three times at least flat track I can sit down and be like the one show this go, year was bro. 20 laps and I remember being like what the fuck? <laughs> what? When is this flag coming out? And we're just like <laughs> ripping it, dude. And it, it's like, 
I mean, my bike's 440 pounds that I'm trying to throw. Your around. muscle memory is 12 laps at this point. Now you've, yeah, you've, it's like, I'm good for like 15. Yeah. 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 And the thing with, I mean, because racing, you got all the adrenaline, but like you pull off after 17, you're all fuck it guys. It's crazy. When I first started <laughs> racing speedway, they're like, Oh, it's four laps. And I'm like, that's lame. And then they're like, trust me. Four laps is good. Yeah. And you're I pull a, in you're high first, the whole time on a dwarf. I did right? like two laps and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Cause on a speedway bike, you stand up. Yeah. 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 And you stand on one leg yeah. and you like throw the, your whole body off the side of the bike. Yeah. And you're like, and then when you pick your leg up, the bike wants to drive out from under you. And it's like, dude, it's pretty physical. Yeah. And you're, you know, like you have this fine motor control, but you're also hanging on. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah the whiskey throttle potential is is high for that it's big and you you pointed us to a good uh site which is um turn one magazine on the instagrams that was one of your oh, yeah. shout outs a while yeah. back and i have to say some of those pictures will convince you that uh speedway is the devil <laughs> oh dude I, I love flat track but speedway is amazing um, and i have to say too i talked about it when i um recorded by myself and didn't record <laughs> Um, Luke Becker went over. Oh my God, we're not recording right now. (laughs) (laughs) Luke Becker went over to train with Greg Hancock for a little bit, and uh, a team's going to give him a chance on a couple uh, races or at least one race coming up. So look up L underscore U underscore K underscore E underscore (laughs) two two. It might be two underscore two, but I think it's two two. And I think there's an underscore at the end. He's big, he's big on the underscores. Yeah. Uh, you got to be on Instagram nowadays. There's so many of the same guys. Um, talking about, you know, motocross being one of the most physical sports um, and electrics, getting back to our electric kick. They, Lynn? they banned them from Loretta Lynn's, Hurricane Mills. There, there's a huge... They banned electric? Yeah. Every year at Loretta Lynn's, there's a huge, like, title race there. And I forget that. There's, like, something crazy, like 51 classes that race over. It's a huge It's event. huge. It's huge. And uh, one of the guys that runs it is actually, you know, like a former racer. I think he used to be on Pit Pass as, like, a producer or something like that. And so he's been in the industry and he's been around. And he said that... Pardon me. Right now, they don't know how to classify the electrics. I get it. And, Will, when you look at the Red Bull straight rhythm last year, I get why they're scared of them. Yeah. But I also, like, from what we've ridden, and I know those don't compare, but from what we've ridden, I wouldn't be scared of electric. Yeah. Well, here's the thing he said, too. Is it not necessarily, they're not anti-electric. And I also haven't ridden an Alta yet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I think this, if, so one, do an electric class. And then if you're going to do an overall unlimited title, make it fucking unlimited. If That's an, what if an electric shows saying. up and spanks everyone, dude, you just go to Honda and, and Cowie and be like, well, you got spanked by an electric bike. Like, first of all, Honda should be all over that already with the Mugen Chinden. So why, I, I don't know, like that, just, just do it. Just, just put the time in and, and send some electric bikes. If you're getting your butt kicked by them, that's what you got to do. But banning them, I don't think is the good, is the good, uh, fix for that. So yeah, I don't know. I think definitely do an electric class if there's 67 classes. And then if there's a, like an unlimited title or whatever, make it unlimited. You know, if it's got to be a 450, then tell the factories like you're letting electric run and maybe limit the wattage. But I don't know. Yeah, there was there was a whole bunch of um, 
arguments. Can you imagine like not shifting a motocross bike? Yeah, I know. Those dudes are all over that transmission. That's the one thing that they were saying is that a they they're not anti-electric, even though it kind of sounds like they are. Yeah, he said this. This is the same dude was saying that what happened was when they decided that the two strokes because back in the day a, a, a lot of people will tell you a lot of vintage racers will tell you that back in the day a blankety blank two stroke that's half the displacement of a four stroke will be competitive if not more some some of the 500s yeah. were whipping like 750 800 some of the 250s well, could whip a 750 yeah back in the day the road i mean road racing flat track it's all done that look at the the RDs? What yeah. Can, oh, yeah. Whatever Kenny Roberts rode. Actually, that was a 750 still. I think in flat track at the time, you were allowed that 750. TZ, the yeah, TZ. he had the TZ 750. But look at GP. They went from 500s to 1000s. Yeah. They went from 125s to 250 four-strokes for the lights, and they went from 250 two-strokes to 450 four-strokes for the it, big class. Yeah, and he was saying what happened then was um, – the the two fifties basically the two fifty two strokes basically went the way of the dodo bird because what happened was manufacturers stepped up and those old four fifties that were getting smoked by the two fifty two strokes suddenly get like f- more valves and Yamaha get- was the big push for that they had that four hundred I think they started with because that was what they were allowed and I remember like the first ones that they were racing were like full billet motors getting spanked. And then maybe it was a 426 when it started. And then it kind of sucked. But you got to give it to Yamaha. Like, they stuck their neck out. They built a bike, and no one else would touch it. And then, you know, they developed it, and then the 450 started kicking ass. And I don't think it's just horsepower-related. Like, ride a four-stroke dirt bike and ride a two-stroke dirt bike, like – those two-stroke dudes are men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what they like were saying. Road racing is the same. Like, yeah. And e- and even back in the day, like we would see like two-stroke five hundreds straight up racing seven hundred and eight hundreds on the track. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like on the on the race track on the like a uh, road course and whipping their ass. And the thing is, is that once that started to happen, I guess in motocross, uh, they figured out a way to make the four fifties actually more powerful and like and lighter i think the first issue was weight that might be a lot of it was they figured out where to strip weight you get fuel injection coming on and all of a sudden things are way more efficient you get better i don't i don't think the electric needs to make more power i think it's going to be more rideable Mm -hmm. well that's once and the riders gonna have to figure it out but can you imagine like on a motocross bike like you miss it like dude those dudes are shifting in the air I could never figure that out on a motocross yeah. bike. Like they're in the air, just clicking a gear. Or two, you hear the like, rip, rip, when they're in the air, dude, and, you're like, and it's oh, yeah. Where with electric, can, you're not going to miss a shift. Uh-uh. You know, like your clutch isn't going to burn out. Like that's the thing that he was saying is that with the two fifties, all of a sudden the, the two fifty two strokes were gone, and he feels like it's his fault because people started making more efficient four strokes. And when people, just like the Indians, how many people are riding Indians in flat track this year because they just wiped it last year. Yeah. So he said that the thing is, is that he doesn't want but an if, electric to come in and kick everyone's ass. And now all gas bikes, go, you know what I'm saying? So he, he doesn't want to pull that again where he's like, even if it doesn't happen, but if even that's if the it way wouldn't the, happen. If that's what's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like you're only delaying the inevitable. Like if electric is going to come in and be better, Send hate mail to askwigs at gmail. <laughs> Ask Wiggins. Send no, all your send, hate mail to Ask, Ask Wiggins. No. So <laughs> if electric's going to come in and if it's going to be better, I don't think it's to that point yet. But again, the 426 sucked. Yeah. So 
Well, I think it yeah. might happen, but it's not at that point yet. So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. And like, what'll, what'll it make happen will be the if, 450s will get well, and better if, developed. If Alta comes in and kicks everyone's ass and people like Honda who have the Mugen fucking TT oh, yeah. bikes but won't put it in a dirt bike and won't develop it, then you know what? Fuck you, Honda. You deserve to lose some sales because you wouldn't stand up and do it even though you're doing it on that level. Like you're doing it so much – you know, like, but you won't produce it for the common person, yeah. then you deserve to lose those sales. And yeah. Ulta deserves to gain those sales. And who knows what KTM would do with the free ride or the e-ride or whatever it was called. Like if they would like... Wasn't that more of like a bicycle type deal? No, it was, was they, it had, a they full, had a full-on dirt okay. bike, yeah. And um, I don't know I don't know if it really ever made it to production, though, or if it was just a... Like well, and, a you know, it's hard concept. telling what Harley's going to do with Ulta shares. Yeah. But... You might I, they only Harley bought shares. Bike. They didn't buy. Yeah, it was like an equity it. investment, which is really like uh, more or less like a they own certain assets that they're going to be making together, and they're going to fund that. And yeah. then when anything is sold, they're not going to ever own Alta. It will all go back. Right. You know, they'll buy them out, kind of sort of thing. Is That's how cool. I understand equity investment. Because but, I've seen like how how often do you see someone buy someone like that oh, only to shut them down? <clears throat> but I don't. <clears throat> Uh, MV against <sighs> Harley owned MV, MV for a while. I know, I know. I'm still bummed <laughs> on the Buell thing, and I don't think that's why they did that, why they bought Buell, but... I would like to say for the record, too, that I knew Harley wasn't going to buy Ducati. I know. This I is- think you did say that several times. Like, they're not going to actually do it. <laughs> I knew something big was coming out of Harley, though. All right, guys. So that was our uh, electrics not allowed argument. And I am going to say one thing here. I read Lance Oliver's uh, article on Revzilla, and I totally agree with his take. At the end of the article, he states that um, here's the deal. Why not experiment just a little bit? There's there's 36 classes at Loretta's. There's got to be an open class where uh, a... Um, like the vet class is unlimited, I think. So let the vet class run the electrics or let one of the open classes run an electric and see how they do. KTM Freeride uh, EXC, by the way, is uh, was available in 2017. I think it is a bike that if you are looking to purchase, you can go out and grab one for yourself. It's not a prototype and it's not a factory-only bike as far as I know. Um, also, at the end of that article, uh, I agree with Lance Oliver's take on it, which is... You know, say you are that you're a guy, an older guy. In his article, he puts that you're a 41-year-old vet that's racing weekends and you're busting your ass to qualify for Loretta Lynn's and you make it, you know, you do enough rounds throughout the year, you make it to Loretta Lynn's and then some pro from 15 years ago, some Supergrass pro that's been retired for a while, decides they're going to come out and dust the, you know, dust their boots off and get on track and just roost right in your face and just like, you know, it's always what Chris complains about with the hooligans, like keeping it hooligan. Don't let some pro come in and, and um, you know, take the whatever they're just going to smoke everybody just because of their experience and, and regardless of the bike. So the deal is say that happens on a, you know, a four CRF four fifty or something like that. And that dude just rips it. What's the difference with an electric bike coming in and maybe doing the same thing. All it will do is to help either, you know, it'll help place them better, I guess. And it'll, or, or it will help show that yes, maybe electric does need its own class. So, What's wrong with that? 36 classes already. Let's make 37. Or let's find out where they do fall by letting them run in an unlimited class. And then maybe we'll see, hey, they belong with the 250s. They belong with the 450s, you know. So 
Let's get back to the show. We got more to talk about. All right. Should we, on MotoGP's end, it was such a big deal that even I saw it. Sure. Marquez took out Rossi. In Marquez's defense, I know a lot of people don't like Marquez, and everyone, of course, loves Rossi, but it was the first time I, the first video I saw was Rossi taking out Marquez last year on top and Marquez taking out Rossi from Saturday. Like, you know what? You mean Rossi kicking Marquez off the bike last yeah, year? Like when yeah, when he like kind of rode him all wide and then he crashed. Yeah. It looked really similar. Can I read you some comments from uh, Cycle News? After this article called like, Rossi scolds Marquez and then it was saying how Rossi was so scared and if you go back to two enthusiasts and front end chatter from last the year before last when Rossi went on that tirade because he was doing terrible on Ducati and he said everyone was out to get him and he had this whole weird like Machiavellian sort of like conspiracy theory going. It was really rad to listen to Rossi. Like he was almost on, it sounded like he was on drugs going crazy like Scarface but then this happens and let's hear this This comment comes from uh, Andy, and it says, So what's he going to say? Yeah, I went for it. So what? He needs to be punished properly. Otherwise, it will carry on. Marquez, that is, not Rossi. So he's obviously all for, like, Rossi kicking people off and running over people in the pits. But when, like you said, Marquez comes in, like, all of a sudden he's the demon kid just because he's on top. So uh, somebody named Vipin commented back, and it says, Why don't you people see this when the same happened to Marquez more than twice in 2015, and that too with Rossi? Rossi made Marquez crash twice, costing them the world title. Now, when due to track conditions it happened, you blaming Marquez? Not fair on the champion. And then Brad chimes in, Jim Mel, I think you... Failed, he says failed to remember. So I think some of these guys are not from uh, America. They watch MotoGP, so they're definitely not from America. <laughs> he, you failed to remember the reasoning behind Rossi and why he did what he did in the past seasons. It was due to the way MM was riding, which was too aggressive. MM's, it wasn't because it was he was blocking. Or the big one was because he was blocking for Lorenzo. Yeah. But here's the thing, and I'm not saying that I disagree with it, but remember Dale Earnhardt. There was some oh, interview yeah. with a NASCAR guy, and he was like, here's the thing. Dale Earnhardt gets in a crash with Bill Elliott. Dan Earnhardt gets in a crash with Daryl Waltrip. Dale Earnhardt gets in a crash with this guy. Dale Earnhardt, he's like, you see a pattern? And he's like, but everyone lets it go because they love Earnhardt. And yeah. I'm like, and that's, I think, to a point that's kind of what's happening. And I'm not, like I said, I'm a huge Rossi fan. Everything I know about the guy, he's awesome, besides – you know, besides the fact that he can ride any fucking motorcycle he wants, like Rossi, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's good. You know, he's he's talented, but everything I know about him is not a, owed as anything. Person is, yeah, yeah. is he's he's also awesome there. And you know, I'm sure if he wants to take someone out, he takes him out. Like, and Marquez and, said it was a wet corner, right? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't get that deep into it. I just think that when there was a banana when Rossi peel. did it to Marquez, it was controversial. And what do we do? And it's Rossi, blah blah blah. And all the fans were like, "No, it's cool." And now that Marquez did it back, conditions and everything else aside, now that Marquez did it back, everyone fucking hates him. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, Rossi did it to Marquez a year. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And it's so, this guy, this guy's saying Marquez is a great rider, one of the best, but you can't ride like that person just needs to get out of your way. And if not, you're going to, I will move you. If you're faster than the person in front of you, you pass them cleanly. This is multi-million dollar machines on two wheels. Yeah, but they don't with, give a shit about that. With no roll cage, not NAS crap or dirt track racing. <laughs> so, so he says, I wasn't defending Rossi. I agree. It's just a uh, it's a bad loser is always a bad loser, and you can't rub into people and push them off the track just because you're a world champion, which I disagree. <laughs> That's I, how you get to be a world uh, champion. Here's the thing, like, oh, here, I think you might like this one. At some point, Honda has to dump Marquez because he puts a stain on the Honda brand. The Japanese put a lot of importance on face, and with Marquez, they are losing face. Are they really losing face? He, dude, Marquez has a shit ton of fans. Marquez does a lot of good for the sport. Like the Super Prestigio, I think, is one example of something Marquez does for motorcycling. You know, from what I understand, he's nice to all his fans. Yeah, like, he's a nice guy. You know, so he has an on-track beef with Rossi. The only reason people think that looks bad is because it's with Rossi. If he had an on-track beef with uh, Pedrosa, everyone would fucking love him for it, even though Pedrosa was his teammate. He's not anymore. Yeah. But everyone would be like, oh, it's whatever. He'd take out Pedrosa. We love Marquez. Yeah. But when he takes out Rossi, it's like, oh, my God. And yeah. It, I think that's part of it. Yeah. I, I mean – I don't know. I don't follow GP close. I would like to, but I don't. Yeah, neither do I. When like, I saw it's this not on fans news, choice, so. it's because Rossi, you know. Uh, Dean agrees with you. He's like, yeah, winning races and championships. I'm sure that's a big stain on Honda. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, too. Like, again, and I, I know that part of the reason was something Marquez was doing, but Rossi did it, did him dirty, too. Like, you, you know, and yeah, I you, don't know, dude. When you're out there, there's adrenaline and blood flowing and it's dude you you see you're at fucking war dude and i'm sorry like there is a level of politeness but you're at war and those dudes are at war and they are in it deep and that's yeah. shit happens and sometimes it's on purpose I yeah don't know. So there's a lot of opinion. I, the reason I, I didn't want to read the article. So you don't think I don't race with guys? That I Like there's guys that I race with that I would – I mean I gave Spencer – I let Spencer around me at Salem. Dude, he was so excited. But I'm just like it was going to happen anyway. But there's also guys I race with. Like so there's guys that I would never pass dirty. And then there's guys I race with where it's like I don't even care. I'm going to square you up and I'm going to pass you because it's how I was treated by them. And it's like, it's, I'm sorry, dude, when you bring that stuff in and it's so in this case, like, do I think Rossi would pass everyone that way? Or do I think Marquez would do that to everyone on the track? No, but they have a beef. So to agree with Adam, Wright, Payback's a bitch, Rossi. That's kind (laughs) of, I mean, I'm definitely a Rossi fan in general, but I don't know if I would say he's my favorite of all time, but I would say like I I like the dude's writing and I, you yeah know, I no would root for him and but, I'm down for I mean back's a bitch yeah I liked Rossi because you know I, I was a fan of his way before uh, Marquez even started racing you, you know, know when I mean? when and I, it was not Mises' fault last year at Atlanta but when him and Sammy got into it and Sammy went down you know how many people text me and said payback's a bitch. To Sammy. <laughs> right. The slammer and the jammer. Yeah. Well, and guess who got slammed into by the slammer at right. the one show? I know. So like, so what about this? Uh, Ernest Lamb says, so how about this? All the writers sign an agreement that 
MM93 as the fastest motorcycle rider in 2018, give him a special title, the fastest man in MotoGP 2018, then ban him for the rest of the season and move on to compete for the title for the second fastest man in MotoGP in 2018. I mean, the thing is about being the fastest man, he might be, but if he pulls stupid shit like this... We saw it a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean... Was it him that had it in the bag and then lost it to... uh, I don't know. Lorenzo? It's been I mean, you never, ever rule Rossi out. And, you know, he might have it... He, maybe he was a dick and he's going to have a string of bad luck now. You don't know. Like, karma's a bitch too. <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is. Like, you got to give them their season. You got to let them duke it out. And if those two guys are going to have beef on the track and that's how they want to settle it, you know, you find them, you do whatever, but you try to keep the fines and stuff equal to whoever does it. And fuck it, yeah. dude. Like, let them, let them. <laughs> Let I them, say let them fist a cuff in the fucking yeah, pits and settle their shit, yeah. you know? I was going to say, let's add a new aspect to this. We are turning into idiocracy. Let's turn into, like, if there's a dispute, the race officials have already proved that they really suck. So let's go ahead and just have, like, a fist cuff or, like, a Mad Max Thunderdome situation where we, uh, you know, whoever comes out standing <laughs> still is the winner. But, uh, yeah, we're getting, uh, we're getting toward two hours here. We had a couple more things to talk about, but luckily we were able to blab right past. <laughs> Yeah, because right. who needs to talk about pedantic stuff? Maybe we'll get to them next week. Both of those new bikes suck anyway. Yeah. Well, I do <laughs> want to talk about new bikes and old bikes. I think I want to uh, do Junkie's turd hole, <laughs> go down the turd hole and do a little history on some of the, some old stuff that I have come across uh, at work. And is there anything you want to shout out that's coming up besides your, your track day? If you're around... Um, if you're a big willow in two days... Hey, how old did you turn, by the way? You had a birthday last week. That's why you weren't on the show. You turned 107. 35. He's 35, folks. But I'll tell you what, though. If you come out to the hooligan track and I beat you, you just got waxed by a 35-year-old. <laughs> you know, I've, it was super cool. So uh, Robert Bush, who's a... Um, he finally became a hooligan at the end of last year, but he's been a hooligan his whole life. But like when we first showed up to the flat tracks as hooligans, like him and his brother, especially him, but they were both super rad, both like accepting of what we were doing, like both kind of not spotted that it was going to be cool, just like spotted new dudes at the track and they wanted to make him feel welcome and wanted him to stay and wanted him to be part of it, you know? So he's super rad. Is this the Bush Bros racing Yeah, guy? Bush Bros oh, racing okay, cool. Guys. So, and then, um, so they did like dirt quake a couple years ago and some fun stuff. Like took a four fifty, took a sidecar, and he yeah. and his brother, like his brother, would like Woo. basically hold on to him and plank out the sidecar. <laughs> but it was like a BMW, or no, it was actually Rob that was the one planking. His brother was riding it, but he's like, it was a turd, like an old sixty five, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so he finally like got a hooligan bike and he's been riding. Well, he won the third round of the veggie plate last corner pass on uh, nice. or last lap pass on Debrino. Nice. Like, so and Debrino's on a brand new bike, blah blah blah, whatever. But so while he's there, his um he doesn't look super old. He looks like he's in his forties, but he's got grandkids. Oh no shit. <laughs> so his grandkid That's comes possible. up like during the trophy ceremony <laughs> And he's like, Grandpa, Grandpa. And I'm like, by the way, you guys just got beat by Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, abuelo, Abuelo took the trophy on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is awesome. Check out uh, next week's show. Where we'll be back we'll with be rambling back. for two more hours. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of what I have planned for next week. Ooh, Which I can another... talk about Big Willow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully no crashes. He'll, we'll be back with a, uh, a wrist report and see how sore it is from <laughs> the squeezing, the, squeezing the clutch. Dude, I did times. Butcher's Hill Climb the day after the race. That's true. 
That that one did hurt. That one did hurt. Squeezing the clutch then hurt. Yeah. My wife turns 29 this weekend, so I'm not going to be out. That's why I was asking if you're (laughs) if I'm 35. How how your birthday was? Because yeah, my wife's having a birthday this weekend, so I'm not going to come check you out at the uh, Big Willow this time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, excited for Big Willow. It's a fun one. I'm gonna drop drop in some current events coming up here pretty soon, and uh, prepare your, prepare your buttholes next week for uh, <laughs> for the turd hole for the turd hole injection of uh, wait knowledge. are they preparing buttholes or are you yeah. preparing your butthole? I got the barbecue fired up, bro. I'm gonna oh, go okay. eat some buttholes. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's my sign off. See you later. Well, that certainly was a weird way to end a show. That was my sign off. Uh, hey, listen, if you're hearing my voice right now, these come out on Friday. I want you to know tonight at the Peterson Automotive Museum, there is going to be an exhibition. It's opening tonight and it is about uh, custom motorcycles and the custom builders that build those custom motorcycles and probably some of the custom techniques and tools that those custom builders use. There's probably going to be a lot of custom builders at the Peterson and from what I read on the Peterson's website, Keanu uh, Reeves and Jay Leno are not going to be there, but there's going to be a whole bunch of other people. And if uh, you're hearing this as well, tomorrow, I believe, maybe also today, uh, the Grand Prix of Long Beach, the Toyota Grand Prix is happening this weekend. And of course, festivities always kick off Friday night and then there's racing this weekend. So if you're in the area and you want to check that out, it's super cool. On the news last night, they were showing... A, all the setup and the road closures that are going to be happening down in Long Beach and also the track layout. And it's really cool. It passes right by the Long Beach Convention Center and the little boardwalk there and the aquarium and all that fun stuff, which is right where IMS happens every year. So uh, we basically kind of come at you from the Toyota uh, Grand Prix-like racetrack in a way. And to get to the convention center, you drive on the racetrack. So it's kind of cool. Something else is coming up this weekend. Uh, You heard Wiggins talking about it, but Ramming Speed is hosting a classic track day on the the 15th at Willow Springs. This is going to be the last track day, I believe, before the armor races. My friends, you heard us a couple, uh, I want to say it was like episode 23 or 22. This is so long ago now that we um, we went up for the course in Moto Classica. I didn't make it out to it last year because it's always right around my wife's birthday. Uh, but this year, it's going to be next weekend. So I might uh, hit that up. And if you want to get out and practice, uh, if you want to get out and get your classic bike on the track, this is the time to do it, the place to do it. And I really thank Ramming Speed a lot for the, the stuff they've been doing with these classic and small bike track days. It's really, really cool. And then when you get out there to the armor races and you see, these classic and smaller bikes cruising around. You're like, that is what it's all about. All right, here's some other things that are happening this month. All right, man, April 14th. That is uh, Saturday, bro. (laughs) Yeah, the LA Ride for Kids. There's SoCal Dual Sport Adventure Ride for Kids out at Glen Helen. Uh, Starts at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, well, 7.30 to 8 is registration, and it starts at 9. So it's the uh, L.A. Ride for Kids, Dual Sport, and Adventure Ride. Uh, the 14th, also, out at the um, the old, uh, what's it called, the Farmer's Fairgrounds out there in Paris, there's going to be the Hippie Killer Hoedown, the 10th annual, man. I remember, like, the second and third one of these things. So that's really cool. Um, there's going to be live music. Of course, there's going to be all hot rods. There's going to be some flat track, and there's going to be lots of fun stuff out there. I'd go check that out. Uh, also, on the 14th, 
uh, actually, I'm sorry, the 15th is going to be Sunday. Let's ride. There's an urban ramble around Los Angeles along with Triple Nickel. They're meeting up at the Trails Cafe on uh, Ferndale Drive and uh, 3 p.m. Double RL and Co. I have no idea what that means. So 2 p.m. kickstands up, 3 p.m. land, Double RL and Co. So I don't know. So there says following the ride at Double RL, there's going to be live music and barbecue. So Double RL must be the name of a uh, place. See, I've never been there. So it tells you what I know about, uh, about L.A. On the 15th, Aether Apparel is having a ride from both their San Francisco and L.A. outposts, as they call them. Apparently, they're no longer called stores. Um, From the L.A., uh, meeting at 8.30 a.m., kickstands up at 9 um, on at 161 South La Brea Avenue in Los Angeles. And it looks like they're going to ride around Lake Hughes. And the Aether Moto in San Francisco... Uh, meet up at 8.30, kickstands up at 9, uh, 49 Hayes Street in San Francisco, and they're going to ride around the lower lake. So th- apparently Aethermoto loves lakes. So check those things out if you got a hot chance. Uh, the Vintagent on the 15th is presenting Custom Revolution Moto Exhibit at the Peterson. Now I uh, told you the opening ceremonies are going to be happening on uh, Friday. And then so the 14th and 15th and all that great stuff. I don't know why it's only saying the 15th here because it's actually starting uh, the 14th. 15th, uh, classic track day with ramming speed. I don't know how many times we've mentioned that and we will we'll continue to mention that. God damn it. Uh, that is a precursor to the Corsa Moto Classica, which is a, a vintage round from the uh, Arma uh, Triple Crown, I think it is. And that's going to be April 27th through 29th out here at the old uh, Willow Springs Raceway. Uh, Babes in the Dirt 4 is also April 27th through 29th. And since I'm not a babe, I'm not allowed to go. But that's going to be at the Hungry Valley uh, recreation area at Groman. It says Groman, California, but it's actually Gorman. Uh, I've been by there and I know how to spell that. Uh, Elsinore, man, band extravaganza going down and a bike show at the wreck in Elsinore, California. There's going to be 10 bands. It's going from 4 p.m. to midnight. Uh, if you want to check this out and you want to and you live near Lake Elsinore, um, it's going to be at 117 West Graham Avenue at the wreck. What a great place. <laughs> What a great name for a bicycle thing. Uh, I mean, <laughs> motorcycle. Listen, the bicycle podcast is it. If you are interested in two-stroke stuff, there's going to be a two-stroke, the 21st annual two-stroke extravaganza. I've never heard of this in all my 21 years on this earth. Um, if you go to Facebook and look up the letter or the number two, stroke extravaganza, those the uh, other two aren't numbers. But on um, Saturday, they're going to have a ride up Angeles Crest and Newcomb's Ranch. And on Sunday, there's going to be a bike show at the Wolf Creek Brewery. And, I mean, this is, like, not just your two-stroke, like, dirt bike. This is, like, two-stroke, you know, vintage um, GP bikes and all sorts of that stuff. So the 21st annual, um, that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. You can check that out on Facebook for more details or details, however you like to say that. Um, In May, man, why we ride at the Quail? Um, that's the fourth and fifth, and uh, of course, the quail is one of California and the world's um, like fancier Concorde Elegant also motorcycles. And on the fifth of May down here, the Californian uh, is going to be happening on Kentucky Derby Day here at Santa Anita Park, and that is a celebration also of awesome cars and motorbikes. And uh, I just drove by there. You know, I live right near the racetrack, and I got to tell you, man, the wind was whipping today, and uh, that thing looked like. 
pig pen from Charlie Brown. Like the whole area around the racetrack just was getting whipped up. Um, there's a couple of things coming up here that is uh, a little bit minor. So I'm going to skip to the big boy. June 23rd and 24th, Born Free 10 for Pete's sake. Uh, it's getting crazy. This is going to be nuts. So, And remember Solstice Slam coming up June 1st. So get your submissions in by May 30th or else I'll punch you right in the keister. And the silence is kind of weird, but I like it. Have a good Friday.